close at hand Creatures crawl in search of blood To terrorize your neighborhood And whosoever shall be found so some guy really broke you. Somebody give you a shout out saying your podcast sucks. No, we got like yeah. <laughs> and like I looked That's and fucked up, dude. I would the funny thing is At like, first, I like looked, I, I, did you look through his profile? Yeah, I was gonna look through his profile. I was gonna reply back some mean ass shit. I wish I knew what his name was so I could say it right now, but. Yeah, I don't care. Those <laughs> but to date, though, that's been the only negative review. Everybody else loves it, so it's just like, oh, okay. Has we're... it been getting you more views? Yeah. Oh. So like every week, it goes like a little bit high. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that's good. Because I was used to seeing your comments like on the news article, but now it's like every oh, new article, and I'm like, every, this guy. Every comment he leaves, there's a fucking like <laughs> clip to the sound. There's like a link to the SoundCloud. Greg, Greg, you put like it's like Greg's in a relationship. <laughs> tag, 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 tag the tag. podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, that's the way. You, that's called marketing. That's what we need. Hey, hey, when Zenith, when Zenith first started out, dude, we were fucking sending shit to everybody, dude. All yeah. these like putting in all these band pages and everything, dude. Like that DIY dude you gotta yeah. do DIY art I mean DIY eventually that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true eventually until we become Joe Rogan popular and you know I gotta do that shit so I was just here when you guys started don't forget I know that we're doing a, I know we're doing a podcast and this isn't the topic you're wearing an inflamed shirt it has nothing to do with the question I was gonna ask have you heard the new Code Orange album of course I have dude what'd you think of that it was tight dude it was really tight this shirt is this is actually from when I saw them in two thousand three. It was like one of my favorite shows ever. That's pretty sick. The best best concert I ever went to. Nice. I had to buy it. I just I had an XL, but I had it was way what's way too big of me now, obviously. So I had to get I I get an extra medium. My extra medium, yeah. But it was the best show ever, dude. Well, best concert I've ever been to. Like Unearth opened when they were like nobodies, and then it was Chimera, and then it was Soilworth, it was In Flames. It was like. It's pretty metal. It's the sickest fucking show ever. Have you heard of the new Oathbreaker? Oh yeah, I have. New oh, Girl, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like right now, I'm like obsessed with the new Code Orange and new Oathbreaker, and like I've been or newest Oathbreaker. Just been no, wanting, just been wanting to like t- touch base with you on that. So you want to touch base, huh? Uh, touch well, tips. You need to my Cross swords. Um, <laughs> my homies band in Canada, Archfire. They just put a new CD out and like. Their singer. Shout out to Archfire. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Archfire. Shout out, shout out to Ollie and Spencer and Dean and Jared and Toby. All Why don't you tell everybody where you're from, Greg? <laughs> I'm not talking about the Hatchapi. Hatchapi boy. We're talking to the lead singer of the boy. The world famous fucking <laughs> Zenith Passage right now. Oh, Art and I are on some serious music talk right now. Huh? Well, <laughs> you're gonna use up all my gigs right now. You're on my anytime gigs, minutes. Dude. You're on my singular anytime minutes. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Before the AT&T merge or after the AT&T merge? Before. Before. So right. we're, it's not 9 o'clock yet. Because so. I remember way back in the day I talked to Greg about um, Love is Love Returned to Dust or whatever, the first Code Orange only Kids. Only when they were the Code Orange Kids, yeah. I talked to you about it because you were like the only other person I knew that knew about them. And I think we both loved it. I actually like their stuff as Code Orange better, to be honest with you, because it's a very music geek here. Thing. It's very... Uh, Throwback to like the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, the new like one has like some of that, like, like that. has almost some uh, new metal influences. Like it, there's some uh, Sepultura influences in there in the new album. Well, yeah, I dug like that, that shit. I'll see if you if you think about it, dude. All all of like that mid '90s stuff is coming back into hardcore now. Like if you listen to 
a lot of the hardcore bands now, they're like the hardcore bands, like and shit like that. They're really getting into um, the all the metal from like the mid '90s, yeah, like the mid '90s Obituary, the mid '90s Pantera, the mid '90s. Well, that's what their influences like Pantera, Machine Head, Sepultura, Nine Inch Nails. Like Nine Inch Nails, like if all those bands had a baby, that's Code Orange, right now. Just saying, I dug that. Anyways, not to get too off topic. <laughs> not too off topic. Shout out to uh, Caveman Coffee. Yeah, this for, is keeping for, us alive right now. to me. Dude, finally. I am so fucking tired. Like, I got back at like 4 o'clock in the morning from Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. And I am like fucking beat. So yeah, shout out to Caveman Coffee for giving me blood and life right now. Speaking of blood, dude, great. You got like fucking like a whole pound of ketchup on that. Speaking of blood, you're diabetic. Yeah. Um, Should you be eating that? Should, do I need to put a shot in your the buttocks? The dog was doing a favor. Want a diabetic <laughs> cookie? It's my only cheat meal for the week, dude. So I have to go big. Go hard in the paint? Anyways, welcome to episode 15, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode, we're going to be talking about horror movies that kick off our... Uh, uh, month of October, just spook fest or whatever. What do we want to call it? I don't know. Uh, this is uh, if you're uh, chilling at home and you want something scary to watch, this is the podcast you should listen to. Yeah, so that's we're, the name of this podcast. Reese's gonna go over our favorite ten uh, horror movies of all time. Um, then we're gonna talk shit about them. We're gonna talk shit about each other. Yeah, <laughs> which we do anyways. We do that the best. So um, also too, I just want to shout out everybody who downloaded last week's podcast. I mean. Every week, it seems like the podcast just gets a little bit more popular. So keep on subscribing, keep on listening, keep on sharing so I don't have to repost on <laughs> every CNN post <laughs> we'll and get banned off Facebook for spamming. Dang. So You're going to get blocked on Twitter by Trump, dude. Dude, <laughs> I will add it by Obama. That's I cool. do. That I got, was so mean, actually. And Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, added me on Twitter. I have no one famous following me besides DeAnthony Parker. Who's that? He's uh, he's like that a sounds like the lawyer. Show. Like I'll fight for you. <laughs> nah, I can't talk about lawyers. But um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's like he's a pretty pretty famous drummer. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to DeAnthony Parker. So before we get started, I want to introduce everybody. Um, I know we've talked about Greg a couple times on the podcast. He's like my favorite what subject. What are you doing? Drinking it? What's going on? Now? I don't have to look at the phone. I text. Dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so movie star Greg over here. We're playing to all the bitches. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Well, my name is Greg Hampton. I sing for Zena Passage. I've been a friend of Jacob since I was like 19, probably. How old are you now? I'm about to be 31. Damn. <laughs> Ugh, that's disgusting. I know. We, we've known each other just at the same me. time. Yeah, yeah, I've also known Art probably like around the same time. I think Art and Jacob trained me when I, we worked at the East Side Target together. And, and Jacob, tell me about the Halloween party, dude. Which one? There's <laughs> been like 17 of them. Wait, I do a quick Greg story. Dude. Art meets Greg. I remember I was at the Target break room, and uh, Greg walks in, and he's like, Boy, you like that dashboard confessionals? And I, and I was like, oh, I don't ever remember that. Shit. Dude, he's like, you look like one of those dashboard confessionals fans. And I was like, uh, dang, already talking shit. I guess. <laughs> no, he meant it like in a positive way. I was just like, oh, I guess. I'd be highly offended. Art, 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 the emo kid, dude. Yeah, I was just like, but, at the time I had longer hair. I guess I don't remember. Oh yeah, you did, huh? Oh, I want to see baby pictures. Oh, naked art pictures. You'll have a giant head. 
Like my baby pictures, my head is fucking huge. <laughs> like <laughs> no. the funny thing is, I have a lot of your baby pictures. <laughs> this guy and this guy copies my my fucking baby pictures as a kid. It makes him his profile picture. I'm like that's some creepy ass shit, dude. dude and, then, and, then my, and then my mom goes, "What the fuck?" The best, the thing? best one is the one with the Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. Donald Duck. That shit looks creepy as fuck. That, that one where the Easter Bunny looks high as shit and his eyes are all. All right, Greg. So don't take over the podcast now. We got to inter- introduce Monica. So Monica, why don't you why don't you introduce the people to you? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I know. I've known you since Halloween of like maybe four years ago. Yeah, I, I think Ben came. Ben, because yeah. Ben invited me. Yeah, and you were Superman. Yes, I was Superman. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the Halloween party. Oh, that was a Superman. You refused to shave your mustache. Yeah, I was oh. I was Chicano Superman <laughs> or white Tino, white Tino Superman. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of met you guys through mutual friends in a way. Right. I saw I you think, commenting I think, on something. I think, I think between you and Ben, you guys know all of Bakersfield. That like, is a lie. <laughs> you you know my girlfriend's cousin. You know, like like. Almost all of my best friends. That is kind of true, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> so it's just like, you're like one of those friends I know through other friends. By association. We're yeah. Way, so. so this podcast should get like 100 listens. Fuck like yeah, both minutes. y'all better share. <laughs> I'm sure for 1,000. 1,000 listens, sorry. 100 yeah. each. And Art is Ow. just my soulmate. I've known you forever. So. Yeah. We've met each other online. Yeah. On J-Date. We met on Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, okay. J-Date? What the fuck is that? You gotta explain <laughs> that. You can't just say that shit. I don't know J-Date fool. It's like some Jewish dating site. Oh. <laughs> oh. Where you been? <laughs> Damn, Greg, where have you been? That's the better question. I never even heard of that. J-Date? Yeah, the funny thing is, we did a joke about um, farmers only and whitepeoplemeet.com. <laughs> Ancestry.com and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, this podcast is based upon like a little thing that me and Greg used to start. It was called 30 Days of Horror. Mm-hmm. Where like the, in the month of October, we would watch every single day, we'd watch a different horror movie. And I think like once we got like real like big boy jobs, like it kind of fizzled <laughs> yeah, out. Yes, it did. Yeah. But like I kind of want to bring it back and no better way since tomorrow. Well, actually, when you listen to this, when I release it, it's going to be October 1st. But right now it's September 30th. But um, I kind of want to start that over again. So no better way than to... Mm-hmm. Uh, bring four good friends together and go over our top ten and there you go. go from there. You so you want to do it? Who shall begin? Well, we well, can go this way. That way it ends on you. You want me to be the last? We're, we're kind of like the. We're kind of like the. How about I start and it goes this way towards Greg? Because I kind of feel like Greg. Like <laughs> I either wanted to start with you or end with you. Start with me, end with me. Uh, that way, because we're the we're like the. All right, at bookends. All right, let's do it this way then. Okay. Yeah. So, cause I'm like, I, I pretty much feel like my list is like the least like knowledgeable list at, out of all of you guys. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like that's I really like romance. Ghostbusters. I really like like romantic comedies. <laughs> like that. Those are that's my genre or whatever. Medea skits. Medea. Medea's Halloween. Dude, I have all of the Medeas on fucking Blu-ray and Laserdisc. Damn. Damn. So I so I wanted like mine will be like the least like Medea scares her dick off. <laughs> what about Ernest scared stupid dude? Dude, what I thought about Ernest? that. I couldn't. I was I butchered <laughs> the name. Movie, dude. There's anyway, Mary Kate right. Nashley killed kill Hitler. 
Okay, so who's going first? I'm going to go first. Yeah. And are we starting from the bottom of our list? Yeah, yeah. we're going to start from number 10 and end with number 1. Honorable mentions, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Do, we'll do that at the end, and then we'll do okay. our least favorite. How about that? Okay. Oh, our right. least favorite movie? Yeah, I didn't think about that. But well, I got yeah, a whole yeah, list yeah. of That'll give me time. By the time we get to number 1, I'll be like, yeah, I'll be sober again. <laughs> Alright, so number 10. Um, this is a newer movie, but I love it. You're not gonna do honorable mentions before you, like. Oh, no, fuck no, honorable that. Honorable mentions at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, alright. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're like, you'd be like, okay. how the fuck you not put Brighter Frankenstein oh, on there? Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, this number 10 for me, um, it's a newer movie, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. But And I honestly would have put it in my top five, but, like, I was like, ah, nah. I need, I need it to marinate a little bit longer. Yeah. So I put Get Out. I think that... Ooh, good choice. Yeah, so that's my number 10. I just think it's, like, excellent. It has, like, the right amount of comedy, like, underlying comedy. And also, too, it has a very intelligent plot line. Yeah. And I like the ending where the friend just is like, this is TSC, motherfucker. Or TSA, (laughs) motherfucker. We don't play. That's one of the movies that, like... I played around with with my number 10 as well. Like I was like, oh, I love it. I love it. But it just came out this year. Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck so that's where, that. I, that's where I felt with that one. But it's also on many lists. Like if you look up just horror movies yeah. in general, it's like one of the top ones. I, I loved it. I do find a way to justify it later on why it's not on my thing. But I didn't think it was a horror movie to me. I loved the movie. I thought it was tight. Well, I don't know. Because like, you're not a minority. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you're all like... This, this isn't scary at all. This is some sci-fi shit. Some of those white bitches are crazy. What is yeah. he, what is he, like, the movie was tight. Like, I thought it was great. Like, all, like, a lot of these new movies, like, Get Out and, like, Don't Breathe, like... Oh, yes. They were tight. Like, to me, they weren't, like... I, I would say they were more of, like, a thriller yeah. than, like, a horror movie. They were they were still they were still badass. Yeah. But I, would, I don't know if I... Like, I don't know if... Know if I would consider that's a fucking sick movie. See, I think we also have to just establish that the fact that it might vary, like what we yeah, consider. Yeah. This, this is exactly. Our, exactly. Our, this is our yeah, list. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. opinion based. Yeah, opinion based. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's a long story short, badass movie. Okay, yeah, I think we all agree. That's a good yeah, movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right, Greg. No, he only said oh. one. No, no, no. We're, we're ten. So you're going around. We're Ouija okay, board style. Well, I I don't have, and none of these are in particular order for me. I have t- I have two. That are my all-time favorites, and then I have a bunch of other ones that are... Uh, save your particular so, favorites for the very end. Yes, I will. So, I will go from, the like I said, it's in no particular order, but I do love uh, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Ooh, good choice. That I didn't is, think about that. That but, is a fantastic film. Definitely... Fantastic um, film. It's a fantastic <laughs> film, dude. It definitely um, is way different than the uh, Vincent Price version from like the 50s and stuff like that. Where this one is a lot more graphic and the special effects were really good. It was Dude, kind of yeah. like the pinnacle of like, excuse me, all like the 80s like practical effects that was going on and the plot line was tied. Like the end transformation sequences, really fucking sick if you watch it from like the front to back. And like, there's one one or two scenes that are kind of like unsettling in the movie, like when the when the when like the baboon or whatever like gets transported yeah and it gets all fucked up and like the baboon's like dude i can't even like describe it right now but it's like inside out and like it attacks him and stuff like that it's kind of like unsettling but the whole movie's just really good like it's that i mean you got jeff goldblum jeff goldblum's in it gina davis is in it i mean like they were like dating at the time or whatever and so you can tell well that's why they worked so well together in the film is because they were actually dating at yeah. the time, so like they have that chemistry, that off-screen chemistry works well, in, like in the actual movie. 
And so I like that too. Plus, it was the fucking eighties, man. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> that movie grossed me out as a kid. Yeah. I oh, love that dude, movie. That was so sick when like she rips his jaw off, dude, and <laughs> that was tight. That was I was I was like legitimately grossed out when I saw that, and I saw the like the TV version of it. The TNT. Yeah. Like, it was a. Uh, <laughs> it was back when WGN used to be like one of the. <laughs> One of the shows. WGN. Dude, I watched oh it on WGN. Oh, the WNB. <laughs> the, the singing frog. Dude. Yeah, dude. So that's where I saw it. But yeah, so The Fly is definitely on on Greg's top ten, for sure. All right, Monica. So what about you? What's your ten? See, uh, this is a movie that I rewatched. I had to rewatch it because I didn't remember it. But we watched it recently, and it is Eraserhead. That would have to be, I'm sorry, like, it is number 10 because I feel like, I'm so confused by it. Like, I get it. Like, I, you know, read upon what the significance of it, you know, it's just metaphors upon metaphors. But, baby, (laughs) freaked me the hell out. Freaked me the hell out. And I was just like, like, I'm very, like, you know, personal choice. I don't see myself having kids, so... (laughs) That whole thing about how it's just the metaphor and just like, you know, him not being ready for like to be a father and just how he just realized, oh shoot, you know, I'm stuck with a baby and, you know, kind of a somewhat loveless marriage. That kind of resonated with me. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then just seeing the baby, which didn't look like a baby at all. I was just like, okay, no. But I mean, I if you're into like the artsy fartsy type of stuff, then I guess, yeah. I mean, I managed to watch it twice, so. Hey. Makes it's you a think. And David Lynch movie. film. Yeah, it's yes, David, David Lynch. Lynch. So like, you already know going into it, dude. If it's David yeah. Lynch, then you're going to be. I, I, I like complain. The first out. David Lynch film I saw. My only complaint is Trent Reznor didn't do the soundtrack. <laughs> my only complaint is that I have no David Lynch movies. I have one in my honorable mentions, oh, a David yeah. Lynch movie, but I don't have any David Lynch movies in my top ten. Which I, is a theme of my list too. Like not the David Lynch thing, but there's like some classic movies that like didn't get it the cut at all. So yeah. So you guys can beat me up on Twitter if you want. So anyways, art. All right. So mine, I like. I really struggled with putting my number 10 one because it was just tough. It was like the, the, the thin line between honorable mention and number 10 was too close for me. So I kind of like tossed around a couple of like home invasion kind of movies. Like Hush, which is like out on Ooh. Netflix, was one of the things I was tossing around. I didn't put that in there. I think and I know where you're going with this. The Strangers. Yeah. No, no, The Strangers I tossed around too. I was like, oh, oh God, I really love that movie. Like, I really love that movie. But I feel like I had to hit like two at the same time. And that's because I love Grindhouse movies and I love Home Invasion movies. And I love the fact that this is kind of a newer movie. And that's because Your Next is the movie that I picked. Ooh. Your Next, I put it at number 10 just because it, it covers the Grindhouse vibe that it's not 100% serious. And it's a home invasion movie. And those are the two things I love. Like, those are two genres of movies that I love. Isn't and that Ty West, too? Ty West is in it. He didn't direct it. But uh, he is, like, the artsy-fartsy director that gets killed right away. Like, And he plays an artsy-fartsy director yeah. that gets killed. So it's like, I don't know. I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's not a serious movie. I played around with Kevin in the Woods being in there as my number 10. But <laughs> ah, I had to go with Dear Next as my number 10. So. And with that said, uh, Cabin in the Woods, that's my number nine pick. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And I just fucking, like, when I was tossing my list around, like, my theme was, like, there's only one movie that's ever scared me my whole life. And maybe it's because, like, just personal, like, ghosting. Passion of the Christ. Yep. 
but uh, maybe it's just because that. So like a lot of like scary movies, like they don't do it for me. Like I'm like whatever about it because I know I'm gonna go into it and not get scared. But like I love like scary movies that have like a good plot and they can make me laugh at the same time too. Because at the end of it, like a lot of horror movies, like there's a lot of like you have to have some humor in it. And I thought Cabin in the Woods did a good job of that. Like when my favorite part is is like when the goddamn unicorn comes out. Oh and yeah, it, yeah. And it's like Death by Mermaid and all this yeah. stuff. Like I just thought like that was amazing. Like I loved it. It hit like everything like Evil Dead was great at, but better. And like I think that's why Evil Dead didn't make the cut because I feel like. Uh, Cabin in the Woods did it better, even though like it took a lot from it. I feel like it did it better and then capitalized on it. So I thought it was great, man. Cabin, Cabin in the Woods really sick. I know you and I went to go see it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and one of the one of the reasons that Jacob and I went to go see the movie was because it was one of the few horror movies where the trailer doesn't give away the whole plot of the movie. Like exactly. we had no idea what was going on when we saw that movie. And then I remember like halfway through, like Jake and I were like, wait a minute, like. This whole entire movie is just talking shit on the horror genre. And like exactly. How lame the horror genre has become, and like why people make fun of it. Yeah. And it was just it was a satire of a satire, and like they knew it. And like I read like all these interviews and shit where they talked to the directors, and the directors were like, "Yeah, new horror movies suck, and we're just making fun of it." Yeah. yeah. Like that's all it was. And, and it ended up being better tight, yeah. than anything else that it was out at that time. What age did you guys see this at? Do you recall? When, when right when it came out. out. We saw it right when it came out. So How old did you guys say? Like mid-20s, I guess. Mid-20s, yeah. Do you think it would have been different if you would have watched it when you were younger? Like 15? Oh, like probably if at 15, you probably like, wouldn't appreciate it. Cause no, you, yeah. no. Because you have to be able to like watch... Like, even, like, a movie like The Strangers or something, it's making fun of that. It's a cabin in the woods kind of thing. You know, like... Or Evil Dead, like all those movies that it's kind of like poking fun of, like the repetitive things that you see in movies over and over and over. Like you have to watch a lot of horror movies in order to really appreciate it. Like there's even there's even like references to um, Hellraiser and things like that. Yes. Obviously they don't like mention it by name, but there's references to like the strangers, like those characters that look like them. So it even had like the I don't know was it Thor or Thor's brother was in it, like the handsome guy. Well, Thor's the guy who plays Thor. And one of the Hemsworth guys, whatever he's yeah. in it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like the handsome guys in it. Like, it, it, it plays on every stereotype. Yeah. There's, like, there's the jock, the whore, yeah. the nerd, the virgin, you know, yeah. like all that shit. It was, and it was good. And like, you can tell, like, it's like kind of what you were saying. There was a bunch, there's like a bunch of homage, homages to um, other characters. Like, there's like three masked people where they're kind of like going on the strangers. But, but you guys are right. Like, I think if, if that movie would have came out like when we were younger and we would have watched it, we probably would have. We probably it. wouldn't have understood it because a lot of people that like I talk to about that movie, they don't. They don't get it. All oh, that movie was dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do you understand what the movie was about? And they're like, oh yeah, these guys like, they like, there's like this government agency out to get them, and like dude, they that, have to like pick their monsters. I'm like, you just totally missed the whole fucking <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if that movie doesn't make you laugh, you, well, you also. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it. well, it's supposed to. Like, it's yeah. like some giant That's that's why satire, I like. Yeah. Man, like yeah. It was just talking shit about the whole horror genre, and I was just like, yes, I was so yeah. stoked Like when it came out, and like when Jacob and I were watching it, dude, I was like, this is exactly what's wrong with this fucking genre. Yeah, yeah. And that's how everybody makes fun of horror movies. Yeah. Like all these new horror movies. And, ah, no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no song. And there's a Nine Inch Nails song in there. Yes, there is. Yeah. No, see, I had watched it also in theaters. I think it was when East Hills Mall was actually... Exactly, that's what I saw. I saw it in East Hills Mall, too. I saw it with a friend and... Mazel tov. There you go. And, um, see, I walked in, and me, honestly, when it, when I was younger, I I don't I didn't really watch movies like how I do now, but that's because probably because of you guys now. But um, 
I watched it thinking, hey, it's going to be a scary movie. I did hear, hey, it's good. Check it out. But I'm 15. My age is shown right there. But oh, yeah, there I was go. like 15 or something there. So I went in and I was like, what is this? It was something like I went in not expecting what I got. Mm-hmm. I think I talked to Greg about it and I think Ben and Art before. And they're like, yeah, no, it's a good movie because, you know, it's, you know, making fun of everything. And I'm just like, I understand it now. So that's why I brought up the whole age thing. Like maybe if I rewatched it again, I'd be like, oh, okay. And probably share some similar feelings for that movie. But honestly, me at 15, I was like... Whatever. What is this? Thank goodness I didn't pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and it's funny because I noticed that like when I when I talked to people that were that like saw it when they were younger and they're just like, oh, that was kind of stupid. It was like the same thing that like all the other movies are all the other horror movies. And I'm like, oh no no, there's like these all these underlying themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like because people don't really like Scream is a giant satire movie. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people don't. They think oh, it's just some dumb movie about some guy in a mask killing people. It's like, no, Wes Craven's making fun. Of a genre that he helped invent, like yeah. he's making fun of the slasher genre, and like a lot of people just don't realize that shit. All right, give me your next one, Greg. I got damn it. Damn, I'm proud of my list so yeah. far. So next one, next up on the top ten is definitely The Howling. Oh, oh. the first one. <laughs> yes, only the first one. Yeah. None of these bullshit sequels. Only the first one. The first one was so good, so good. Like best. I would say it's up out of all the werewolf movies, good and bad, The Howling and American Wolf in London Dude, are like the two best werewolf movies. Like, I struggled it, with that. It so was really much. hard not see because to me, I put down my list of like, what do I watch? What have I watched the most? Yeah. And out of American Wolf in London, although I love that movie dearly, and I have oh I, by the way, I have a giant poster if you want to buy it. It's probably like half as big as your wall. Okay. OG from the original, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. But, Off um, air. Uh, yes. <laughs> but no, I love American Wolf in London because I just, like I said, 80s. Mm-hmm. The, the, the music to all those movies are great. Um, of course, you had the special effects. And in um, American Wolf in London, you had Rick Baker. And Rick Baker is like OG. Like, he studied from Dick Smith. And Dick Smith's the guy who did Exorcist, the original Exorcist, all the special effects there. So, like, Rick Baker is like the man. And he did all the special effects for the thriller music video. And stuff like that. And um, one of Rick Baker's protégés was this guy named Rob Boutine. And he did all the special effects for The Howling, The Thing. Like, so you can see where he got his stuff from. But like I said, out of American Wolf in London and The Howling, I had to go with The Howling just because the soundtrack really resonated with me. Uh, like, Paul Diagino's soundtrack is really tight. All the synthesizers, the keys. The, there's no... The, the acting is good. Like, the acting in American Wolf in London is shitty because it's supposed to be. Yeah, like like that, like well, Michael Landis. He it was oh yeah, com- yeah, he admitted he's like yeah, I just wanted to be late. It was he, funny. Yeah, he he's a comedy director. Hell yeah, hell so. yeah, he wasn't like. And I love American Wolf in London. But like I said, if I had to if I had to pick, I would definitely say Howling out of those. And like I love the special effects, like the transformation scene in the original Howling was like yeah, so fucking sick. And and like when it when that scene came out, like there was nothing like that. Those transformation sequences, like with the little. The air bladders and all the crazy shit going on. Like, there was nothing like that going on. That was like... Some new, starting to some set like new, a standard. Some new level shit. It was some next level <laughs> shit, yeah. And, then, like, and that I was love, actually like when we started the 30 Nights of Horror. That was one of the ones we watched. That was yeah. the first one we watched. Yeah. So I was like, and, oh and shit. It's, and it's so good. And like, and like again, there was two people. Like, there was like Chris Stone and Dee Wallace Stone. Like, they were married like at the time, but then they were also married in the movies. So like, they have like, they click really well chemistry and it was that chemistry nobody was it was good like i love the special effects and like the storyline and 
And like I said, there was like there was like one scene where I was kind of like eh, I don't know about it. There was like a stop motion animation scene, and like it looks really corny, but like they did that kind of like as an homage to like Ray Harryhausen and stuff like that. But it's it's definitely up there. It's a fantastic film, especially fantastic. the special effects. There's one of my favorite horror scenes ever is in that movie where the main guy who's like the world, this guy Eddie Quist, like they're trying to find like his uh, like. His psych, his psych profile, and she's looking through the folders, and she sees his name, and when she brings up the folder, the werewolf hand like grabs, like, grabs her <laughs> hand and like, and it's him transformed as a werewolf, and like he grabs his folder and just fucking throws it across the room and then like slaps her across the room and it's like, oh, it's a really badass scene and it's not expected at all. So, best werewolf movie at least to me, first Halloween, easy. Very nice. Easy, easy. <laughs> All right, Michael. Okay. This one was kind of iffy, but I really enjoyed the movie. And I've talked to a few people who actually consider it horror. And I'm not so sure how you guys might feel about that. Signs of the Lambs. That's on my honorable mentions list. It's a fantastic movie. Like, I just, I'm a very, like, drama movie person. I think if I had a genre, it would either be, like, suspense or drama. And I feel like that hits both. And so that's, like, honestly one of the movies I've watched at least seven times. Yeah. And that one came out when I was like little, like younger than I am now. And so I don't know. I just think it also reminds me of that like little scene in the office where like white stabs and all that. So, you know, and who does it, you know, Buffalo Bill, that scene, yeah. you know, it's pretty iconic in a sense. So uh, that's why I put it like nine because, well, you know, I'm yeah. not sure people would consider it that. You know what though? I mean, like you said, like I was bouncing back and forth on it too because I was like okay is it is it more suspense it's kind of like the movie Art was talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of thriller elements in it too yeah but. It's, it, but it's just like it is a horror movie like because yeah. I was bouncing between that and American Psycho oh. as a horror movie as well yeah. but then it's just like mm. I, I was like you know what just because it just has like those those crazy moments in it it, it, it is a horror movie it has and, to be and then it's pretty awesome because I found out that like um, the security guard, like when um, what's his name, um, bites his hand or his face. <laughs> I can't that think of his here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So that was pretty neat when I found that out. So maybe kind of appreciate a little more, a little biased, but. <laughs> Have you guys seen the original movie? Manhunter. Electric Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I finally got a hold of that from the '80s. Like they, they remade it into Red Dragon a yeah. few years ago, but yeah. yeah, Manhunter. Like Brian Cox, the guy who plays the. Oh, the Miami Bison. Super Troopers, Super Troopers. Oh. They're their boss, the boss that's like the boss of all the troopers, that guy, he plays Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Brian Cox. He's a lot younger and he has a, yeah. not gray hair, but it was different. It was weird not seeing Anthony Hopkins's. Yeah. I, Hannibal Lecter, I so. saw it um, in in Hollywood with uh, Maynard James Keenan had like a movie review thing, and that was the movie he picked. Manhunter? Manhunter. He talked about that movie for a while. Like, the whole discussion was... We watched it, and then he, like, came out and, like, discussed it with the audience. That's sick. It was pretty... Was that the Egyptian theater? Yeah, it was the Egyptian theater. No, I love Sons of the Lambs. That's fantastic. I think, yeah, like, going back to my uh, comparison to American Psycho, I think American Psycho might be one of my top ten... Or top three movies of all time. (laughs) But, like, I was, like, kind of... It's, like, one of those ones, like... Which I would put Science of the Lambs probably top ten all time as well. Yeah. But it's, it does ride that borderline. Is it horror? Is it not? Is it comedy? Is it drama? Is it, you know? But overall, yeah, I do agree. It's a it's a great horror movie. That was tough for me. Yeah. 
This one, this, mine's really tough for me. Uh, let me just double check that it is my next <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, even if it's not my next movie. Yeah, it's my next movie. <laughs> Alright, so my next one was really, really tough for me just because um, it's it's a, it's a cartoon movie. Oh. And it, it's an anime movie. And it, <laughs> I, know, I know for a fact it's not going to be on your guys' list. Nice. And it's a movie called Perfect Blue. And Perfect Blue just creeped me the fuck out. From the minute I saw it, it's drawn weird. It makes all the characters look really weird, unlike other animes. Uh, there's like a stalker that like follows a celebrity around. There's a scene where like the celebrity and the the main character has like a rape scene that she like agrees to to be in a movie, and like it's just it's just a creepy ass movie. Like, um, I don't know. I just I love it. I love the fact that it, like I wasn't expecting it to be like a creepy movie. I just thought it was gonna be like an anime because I thought it, re- it reviewed well, but it scared the shit out of me for an anime. It, it really That's fucking scared me. I'm used to anime being like happy. There's like something at the end that makes you appreciate life. I'm used to it's all pandas. that. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is this is a, like and it, it like borders with this like psychological thriller where you don't know because the main act, the main character is a, an actress, so you don't. Sometimes she's sometimes she's aware that she's in the movie and she's acting it, and then sometimes you don't know if she's in the scene or if she's like this is real life, or like. There's like even that scene like there's the that rape scene is like really intense because you don't know if this is like a real thing or if it's like part of the movie that she's in. I don't know. It's just a fucking intense ass movie, and I had to put it in there. What is this? Seven? Nine? I don't We're even at nine. Nine? Like, I, I don't even know. This We're is, at nine, but this is my number nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is. Well, I just finished my number nine. Thanks. So yeah, so this is my number nine. I just it's pretty low, but. Uh, I love it. I recommend it a lot. That just makes me think of the creepy Korean comic. If you just Google, Did I oh yeah, you said that too. Yeah. yeah, it made me think of that. All right, and for my number eight pick, um, I pull, I selected the OG Halloween. Um, I was gonna put a couple of the Rob Zombie ones on here because I, I mean, I know you guys probably hate those movies, but I love them. I hate them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you do. But like I fucking I, I love those, but then rewatching the original Halloween, it's so much better. So like I, I couldn't put those on there and then not put this on there and I thought it would just be too stupid if I had like four Halloween movies on here. But no, I put the original Halloween movie, I just think from top to bottom, that's like a perfect like horror movie. It's not my number one, it's not in my top five, just because I don't it, it does get a little silly, but I just think it's like one of those like classic eighties like slasher films. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time I like a grindhouse movie had ever gone mainstream. Was it a grindhouse movie? That's it's just a very indie, it was a very indie film. Yeah, oh, okay. it's for the for the most part that movie was made on like a really low budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like super low budget. Even you can by tell. even by those standards, the Michael Myers mask they just spray painted that William Shatner mask <laughs> white yeah. and cut yeah. the eyes out. Like yeah. very low budget, even by those days standards. In fact, most of the money went to pay for Donald Pleasance to be in the movie. Yeah, and then uh, even uh, who, who was that? Wes Craven? No, that was John Carpenter. John Carpenter. He did the score for that too, right? Yeah. And he didn't even know shit about music. Like he admits, like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like writing it. He or, said that like his dad was showing him stuff on the piano, and it was like some Portuguese thing or whatever yeah. he was doing on the piano, and that's how he came up with it. It's like that Portuguese rhythm that. And like he and, like a lot like John Carpenter taught himself a lot like on music too. That's why like. 
for like scoring and stuff. He he really could. He had some. He was ended up doing his all his own stuff, like for that movie, and then he met a, him and his other friend did the score for Halloween two, and then they did the score for Halloween three, the one that didn't have Michael Myers in it. It was which was good, but I liked it too. I should not. It should not. It should not have been called Halloween three. Okay, it should have just ooh, been called Season of the Witch. That's a different discussion altogether. Just that is a different discussion altogether. But yeah, I, I'm glad you said you liked it because I liked it too. Yeah. It actually is. It's a whole other podcast. That's goddammit. No, but um for, no, no, it's, for it's, tomorrow. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's Halloween three was good. I, I think they should have just called it Season of the Witch, but Yeah, because it didn't have nothing to do with Michael Myers. No, but see what they were gonna do is cause Halloween two was the last one. Yeah. Like he, Michael Myers died in a Halloween two. All these other sequels they're they're not they don't matter. Like yeah. ho- Michael Myers died at, at the end of Halloween two and so what John Carpenter was gonna do was every Halloween they were he was gonna make a movie based on like an old like Halloween legend and this the season of the witch was some like Irish legend or something and like I forgot I forgot but but um it, yeah like they said they should not have called it Halloween 3 season <laughs> of the witch it should have just been called season of the witch I think it would have done a lot better like on the blu-ray they talk about that yeah they talk about how oh the movie would have probably done a lot better if it was just called season of the witch you know but and I like the intro to that movie with that pixelated ass like pumpkin Oh yeah, and the soundtrack's creepy, dude. Yeah. Like I have, like I have all. Excuse me, the the buddy that John Carpenter was working with was Alan Holdsworth. Yeah. I mean, not Alan Holdsworth, but God damn it. I think I talked to you about that. How that's like an underrated ass movie. But anyways, no, it, it is. What's it your is. number eight? What's your Alan, Alan Howard? Excuse me, was the other guy. Alan Howard. Um, I also I really really like uh, Pumpkinhead. I love I've loved that movie since I was a kid. That's number eight. Uh, none of them are in order except the top one. Oh, okay. Do you I just have a, like I said, I just have a list. Oh, okay. I don't have numbers next to it, but I love Pumpkinhead. was so good. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed that movie when I was a kid, and then uh, I think I've enjoyed it probably more since I've gotten older. Like, I love the special effects, obviously, because I'm a big sucker for the 80s and the practical effects and stuff like that. And because uh, Stan Winston, who did, Jesus Christ, uh, everything. Everything. The Alien movies, the Terminator movies, Predator, all that stuff. Like, he his his team did the special effects for this movie, but he also directed it too, and it was like his first film, and it was like kind of like a revenge movie, like these drunk like kids are dirt biking and they kill his son, and and then he conjures up like this like he goes to this witch and this witch conjures up like this demon, who like if he's done wrong, you know, like the demon will avenge him and stuff like that, and it ends up being like like a really there's a couple like really intense movies like. There's not really any no like besides Lance Henriksen being the main guy. There's not really like anybody like well known in that movie. But I thought it was really cool. Like I love the way the monster looked and the special effects were really tight. I mean, even though it's a man in a suit, like it looks really cool because it's there. Like that's why everybody liked those '80s movies so much because like that guy in that suit was there in front of them. It wasn't oh you got to act scared. And yeah, look at this green generation M. It was no fucking green screen, no nothing like that. Like no, oh the guy wears half a suit and then it's the other green screen. It was all, <laughs> it was all like they do a lot of stuff. No, he was like tangibly there. And it was, it was, it was a really good movie. I, I liked it a lot, and I think it's, it's gotten a lot more appreciation. Like when when Screen Factory did like their really cool Blu-ray a couple years ago, and they had like tons of new stuff on it. Like the sequels, no, but the first one, yes, first one was amazing. So number eight, great. That was it. Okay. That was it. All right, Monica, what's your number eight? My number eight. I think in the middle, that's where I started getting kind of lost of what to actually like rank it, but I tried ranking it. 
I would say The Conjuring. I think that was one. I of the, like that movie. I no, like it too. Talking. Like <laughs> I don't like the animal ones. I thought they were a little too. Annabelle sucks, but yeah. like these, these ones, like the Conjuring one and two, like I dig the those. The first one was like probably like my favorite out of like all. I think I just kept going like towards the Annabelle because I felt like oh I started number one. It's one of those like I guess you gotta finish the story. That you gotta finish. So the Conjuring, I remember it did freak me out when they were doing like the exorcism towards the end. I was like shit, like for like a new movie, you know, because I've seen like so many new movies that have like an exorcism scene, and I'm yeah. like, what is this? Like it. It just looks cheesy and tacky, but not in a good way. Yeah. And I felt like The Conjuring, like, the storyline, it made me not bored, made me not sleepy. Like, and I, and think, I watched in theaters, too, so. And I think the reason why that is is because these are all based off of true stories. Like, when it's just something that was made up by, like, Brad in Hollywood, like, it's got, like, a lot of bullshit, like, um, like focus group bullshit in it. Oh, no. But, like, this is, like, like a real, like, these are stories that, like, Ed and Lorraine, like, they really, you know, had to do. And, like, for me, like, when it gets to, like, my top movies, it's, like, from my experiences, like, when we lived in my mom's house, um, how it was, it was literally, like, quite literally, it was possessed. Like, those things are fucking real. Okay. Yeah, no, it was. We had to get two exorcisms done on the house. So, like, <laughs> like that's why I think those, those movies, they resonate with me more because, like, this is something quote-unquote that really happened you know of course they put the hollywood spin on it but i think that like that's why i appreciate that movie a lot yeah and i also like i said i i like like i can get into whatever kind of genre movie but i do appreciate when it's a good storyline when i can Mm -hmm. actually pay attention and watch and i'm just like when this is going to end or this is just like a dead scene right here like and that movie maybe pay attention i like how like the setting like the lighting if that makes sense i don't know my terminology well but I liked it. it Cinematography. Was there we go. <laughs> Tell but, yeah. That's exactly what it is. There we go. So, um, yeah, no, I really, really did like that movie. Even the second one was good, but like I said, no on Annabelle. Like, is I heard I people were like having heart attacks watching the second Conjuring. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, some, like, no, no, no shit. Like, really? some old people had heart attacks, so they had to start putting like warning signs. See, I thought the first the one was worse. Is the yeah. second one with the, the nun? Second, yeah. The second one, second one the freaked me out a lot little, more than the first uh, one. I saw that with Ben. And there's like yeah. three sisters or something. I saw that with Ben. I had to walk Ben in his car after that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> I hold his hand and just... <laughs> I remember because like he parted like way out in the fucking ghetto so like I had to like... You know how like there's like train tracks or whatever? He's like, I'll park over here because it's free. <laughs> and I was like, dude, the whole thing is free. What are you talking about? But, yeah, I had to walk with him. That's funny. Benjamin, Benjamin, dude. Benjamin. It was a I, good I movie. Saw the new, I saw the new Annabelle movie. It was okay. Like, yeah. But I see, I had never seen the first Annabelle movie. So like, when, I went, when I went home, I thought it was okay. There was only like two scenes in the first Annabelle movie that made me like hella uneasy. And it's like <laughs> when she's looking down the stairs and there's like the demons chilling at the end of the stairs. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck no, dude. Hell no. Yeah, yeah they do <laughs> have pretty good visuals. Now you guys mentioned it. See, no, I was like, I went with you and Ben to go watch the last one. Yeah. And I'm very like, this is the one with thing. the fart joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, okay, so there's a specific scene where there's also a nun in this movie, but she's like, I guess, not the evil nun. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and I'm very like attention to detail sometimes, especially when it comes to horror movies, because I don't get scared easily. And so uh, there was a scene 
where she has a suitcase. This is supposed to be what, like the 70s, 80s? Yeah, yeah, 70s. I told you about that, right? Yeah. The suitcase. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know where you're going with this. Okay, oh, so she, you know, they're getting off a, a bus or whatever, and she has, the nun has a suitcase, and she has everything folded, of course. It's a small suitcase. It's nothing, it's 80s, 70s, you know, nothing. It's simple and practical. Yeah. So then she's like, you know, in her room in that house, and she opens up the suitcase. And what really bothered me, you know, because she's carrying this thing around and everything, so there's movement in there. So there should be some shovel is shuffling in there. And she has her clothes. So when she opens it and the camera, like, you know, goes in on it, she has, like, a rosary. And it's perfectly on top of her clothing. And after I saw that, I think I was done with the movie. <laughs> and what was this was again? The, this is the last Annabelle movie. Oh, yeah, because that was in, like, the... That was, like, earlier this year. Yeah, like, okay. Like, they're all like, on the, like, yeah. on the like bus two months and they ago. go like the house. Yeah, yeah, that like burned me. I don't know why, but to me it's just like gravity. <laughs> it's real. And so yeah. after that, I was just like, no, this movie. Gravity is real. <laughs> yeah, gravity, man. You can't ignore gravity. Flat Earth. Just the detail. I don't know. Flat Earth is explains gravity. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw you perk up, Greg. You <laughs> calm, calm down, Flat Earther. You're fine. <laughs> flat Earth boy. Yeah. Flat Earth boy. I, I don't believe in Flat Earth. I don't either. All right. That's some so. foolishness. <laughs> All right. My next one is one of the newer movies on my list, and it's It Follows. Ooh. Uh, Tight. You, you brought that over to here, dude. Yeah. Tight. And I, like, low-key, I was just like, oh, whatever. Whatever. You want to bring that over? Uh, that's cool. Like, I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I, I'm bored. Wrestling's not on tonight. I guess yeah. you can bring something over. But I ended up really liking it, and that's actually on my, like, honorable mentions. Dude, I fucking love that movie. It's a mixture of a lot of things that I love. One, it has that early 80s vibe yes it has an aggressive soundtrack like similar to things like pokemon Suspiria, pokemon <laughs> i see there's a lot of 8-bit stuff in the soundtrack yeah it's very reminiscent Dis- of the pokemon disaster the piece soundtrack. it's one of the few yes. modern soundtracks that that i own on vinyl because i have to have it what color did you get what color did you get the, the vinyl itself yeah was it like the light blue and the dark it's blue? the light blue yeah that's what i got <laughs> that's yeah. what i got yeah i have that because i had to have it there's two movies on my list that I have to have the soundtrack to because th- it makes it that much better. And this is one of them. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. The visuals, the fact that they give you like these wide shots and you don't even know what you're supposed to be looking at. Like You're like, oh, is that someone in the corner? Oh, no, this is a tree. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm paranoid. Oh, they show like doors and you think someone's about to walk through but then nothing happens. Yeah. So you're constantly on this like paranoid, oh, something's following her. Oh. And needles, yeah. And, and one of the things that really bothers me about horror movies is that they don't explain why characters are doing things. And the fact that you can... This this kind of like dumbs it down to these are young teenagers that just want to have sex. Like, <laughs> explains it perfectly. Because, you know when that kid like kind of sacrifices himself and he's just like, oh, I'll take care of it for you and he just kind of <laughs> wants to have sex with her? Yeah. Like, to me, like that's exactly how a teenage boy would think. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be the hero and I get to have sex. Perfect. Do you want to explain it any more than that? Like... I love that about that movie. The fact that it, like, it's the ultimate motivator for humans. You know, that's why humans reproduce and keep reproducing. And it, it adds, like, this, like, element of, like, horror to it. I loved it. I loved everything about that movie. Well, the under the whole fear, the whole point of that movie is the underlying fear of STDs. Yeah. That entire movie is, like, think of, think of whatever's following them as an STD. Yeah. And it just follows them everywhere they go, everywhere they go, everywhere. That's what that, that's it's just a giant metaphor. Also, the fact that that movie's filmed in Detroit like adds that weird vibe yeah, to it that well, it's like the whole city's falling apart and, and it's, shit yeah, yeah. it adds that next level to it well like it's funny because like i remember when i was watching the theaters my buddy lino and i went and we were just like what time frame is this supposed to be 
Yeah. Because, like, they never really kind of tell you. Like Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to just. <laughs> exactly. Like, see, like, I'm not even, like, bullshitting. Like, you know, I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be in modern times, but since, like, Detroit's run down Motor City's, like, decrepit city now and shit like that. You can't like, tell. Yeah, it's just like, I, they, they kind of, like, that was, I like that, that they kind of, like, let you figure that out for yourself. Like, okay, is this an homage to, like, 80s films, or is this just, like, now when the town is, like, bankrupt, so everyone's, like, destitute, doesn't have that much money, you know? But yeah. I love, oh, yeah, the soundtrack was tight, too. Like, Disaster Pieces soundtrack is really Dude, sick. agreed. Like, it's, it's, agreed. And I had to pay, like, 55 bucks to get what the special the vinyl. What was out of print? Oh, I got mine. It was yeah, you print. got it when it came out. Yeah. See, I, I got I got the special color later, but yeah. it was, the soundtrack is tight, dude. Yeah. I, I, I love the giant STD metaphor. That's kind of like an underlying theme yeah, to yeah, the yeah. whole movie. It's see that one was not that old. It's only like a few years old. Yeah, cool. maybe like but, two. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be that yeah. old. Yeah. Just saying. I was like, because I think it was one of those movies that made me feel like what was it, Cabin in the Woods? When yeah. I went in thinking, okay, I'm gonna like possibly get scared. Oh, and the ending was cool too because. You see that person walking? Yeah. And it again it adds that level yeah. it adds that level of paranoia where it's you don't know if it's following them or, so or if it's just a regular walking. even like you know when they're sitting in that guy's backyard and there's like that girl holding a soccer ball walking behind him? Oh yeah. And he's like, Do you guys see that girl? And it's like, yeah. And like there it's supposed to be a moment of comedy, but it, again it adds that level of paranoia again yeah. to like I don't know. I like I like the mixture of comedy and oh, yeah. horror. It's yeah, no, I mean I understood it. Someone took me to go watch it. I think also at East Olsen. That was like the spa, I guess. But uh, yeah, and I watched it and I think we were both disappointed. And I was like, okay, like if I need another sex ed lesson, you know. I fucking loved it. I walked out of that movie like so happy. Like I walked, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, what the fuck was that? (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, once it came out on home video, like, not home video, that's on hell Once it came out on Buster Night. And, and, I, and I bought it and I watched it a couple more times, like, I ended up appreciating it more, like, after the, after the first time I saw it. I remember just loving it, like, after you brought it over. Like, I thought I, you guys were bored. Honestly, when I brought it over to you guys, I was like, ah, oh, they're bored. They're not going to like this. I was just like, no, I was enthralled with it. I don't know what, what, what Perlo was thinking, but. Um, no, I really liked it. Like, cause I was, at, I started off like that. Like, okay, what, what's this foolishness he's bringing over here? It's like some like artsy fartsy thing. But I ended up really digging it. Like, it's just set. And to me, it set the tone for like the movies like Don't Breathe, and it uh, it don't it follows, and um, Get Out. Like those two movies. Like it kind of set the tone for those two movies. Like, so anyway. Okay. 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 <laughs> you have the floor. Oh, me again. All right. Well, this one. Um, I hope I have the name of it right. I tried to look it up, but it's uh, "Let the Right One In." Oh, oh. Dude. oh okay. Yeah. So I really the original, the Swedish version. Or, yeah. Or the but original? yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what the like actual name name was it for yeah. it. So because it, it it was yeah in Swedish. I didn't know if it was yeah. like Polish or Czechoslovakian or whatever. But I fucking love that movie. I remember I saw it at the Fox Theater with. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was your ex girlfriend. She really wanted oh. to see it. But no, 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 no. It was a time of peace. But like, she really wanted to see it, and I was like, "Well, I'm right across the street." And like, she's like, "Well, Greg doesn't want to see it." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, I guess I'll go watch it. I don't care." Like, and it, it, it God damn it, Greg. This is kind of awkward. Anyways, Greg, what's going on? No, no, I'm just. He, what he, he, friend? I, I already know. I already know about it. I already yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were supposed to go. That's the only reason why I went. 
And then I show up and you weren't there, and I was like, oh, god damn it. Like, this is gonna be awkward. <laughs> it's on my list too, so you just come back to it. Well, that's <laughs> but, anyways, I remember like thinking, like, oh, okay, this is again another one of those like bullshit movies. Like, okay, I'm just gonna spend the like waste, you know, like an hour and a half, whatever. I don't got nothing better to do. And so I'm sitting there watching it, and it's all in subtitles. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's some stupid foreign movie or whatever. And, like, that's how I went into it. And I remember walking out and loving it. Like, just thinking, like, okay, this is, like, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Because it starts off where it's just, like, a kid getting picked on or whatever. And you just think it's, like, like some moral story or whatever. But it ends up being, like, a vampire movie. And they don't tell you anything about that. But it sets up everything, not, not in a cheesy way. Like, in a very real way, like, about a vampire. Like, where you have to invite them in. They can't just come in. Um, it, it, like, if it was... Pla- like, if vampires were placed in a real world. And I'm not talking about, like, Interview with a Vampire style or... <laughs> Brad Pitt is, like, the most beautiful thing ever. But, like, <laughs> if vampire... Damn. If vampire... To me, that's why I love it. Is like, if vampires were a real thing. If they were real, like... It's like an advisory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> If if they were as real as my German shepherds out there, like I, like to me, like I, that's what I love about it, the authenticity of it. So, I don't think I've seen it. No, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I got some things. To say. I'll bring it up again because it's on my list too. But okay. But anyways, that's like my number. That's my number seven. No, I, I haven't seen it. I actually, have not seen it. You still haven't seen it, motherfucker. No, I have not seen it. Okay, I know what you're seeing. Day one of. <laughs> okay, so um, next one we kind of um. Already talked about it, but um, it's like OG Halloween, Halloween Two. Like I just put them together because they're it's one story. It's one giant story. Yeah, and I don't. I thought it was really like I said. I loved them. Loved them since I was a kid. Um, it's funny because like a lot of people, like they say like Halloween is like it's like a holiday slasher movie and stuff like that, and they kind of like spawned all the other holiday slasher movies. And but like there's there was one movie that kind of like predates. Halloween, like the OG Black Christmas, came out in like 77, like 1977, 1976. It's like a slash movie around like holiday time. But wouldn't Psycho be like one of the first? I don't know. Was it based around a holiday? I know Psycho definitely. Mother's Day. I don't know. No, Psycho was definitely like proto slasher. If you want to get fucking damn down to it, but. But no, I love the OG Halloween, Halloween Two. Love the soundtrack, obviously. I love like. This is gonna sound funny, but I love the minimalistic aspect of it. Yeah, the movie is very minimalistic. It's just maybe like five, like five people, and then there's like some dude in a mask outside of a mental institution coming after. What him. I think about it is, and I think what Rob Zombie missed big time, like on his Halloween two, was is the creepiness of a quiet hospital. Like that was like yeah, the, oh that, yeah, I love that. Like just. The, the camera shots of Jimmy Lee Curtis walking down the hallway, then it would pan over, and then you see Michael Myers walking down the, the hospital hallway, and it was just the soundtrack in the background, like John Carpenter and whatever his homie was, Alan Howarth, I think, yeah. <laughs> oh, Halloween I, I, forgot, I forgot his... Well, Halloween, Halloween, because I put them together, because oh, yeah. it's just one giant story. But, like, I don't know, like, they... I like the first two, of course, obviously, a lot much more than the other sequels, because, like, the other... The sequels tried to put, like some supernatural element to it, dude, and they trying to, like, fucking just, like, jerked off all over what John Carpenter was trying to do <laughs> with the first two movies, and, like, it was just, like, some serial killer, dude. He wasn't meant to have, like, this supernatural force that, you know, Jason is supposed to have, you know, in Friday yeah. the 13th. Like, this is just some serial killer, and then, you know, like, Donald Pleasance, like, became, like, 
in a way like obsessed with him, like obsessed with him in the way of like trying to stop him and trying to get him like locked up because there's like because one of my ex-girlfriends bought me the big giant Blu-ray set that they came out with like a couple years ago. It's like all the Halloween movies. Like every single one. And the two Rob Zombie sequels. Even the one with LL Cool J in it? Yeah, it has all of them. H2O has Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Buster Rhymes does a karate chop through the window. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it has like has all of them, dude. It has even the shitty ones. Like H2O, H2O. Resurrection. And, and like, uh. it has all of them. But in one of the special bonus discs, it has the TV version. Of the original Halloween, and there's a John. There's has all these additional scenes in it, right? Oh yeah. And there's a really cool scene in it that was deleted out of the first one where Donald Pleasance is at, is like at this mental institution, and he's telling them like that Michael Myers needs to stay like in a high, high like security. guarded facility, exactly like high security facility. Like, do not put him in like a minimal like security prison. They're just basically telling him to, like. Michael Myers doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything wrong. So he's not like a threat to us. So we're going to put him in a minimal security. And then it's like Donald Pleasant's like trying to fight him and trying to tell him, no, 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 don't do that. There's like a bunch of really badass scenes that cut out of the TV version. But like I said, I just loved how the first two were, it was like like a very minimalistic movie. Yeah. I, very I love basic, that about that. No bullshit, no filler, no nothing. Like it was just yeah. very, we, and like soundtrack was fantastic. I had to get the soundtracks and everything to just... We kind of touched on it when he brought it up earlier, but it was like the element that it's such a low-budget movie. It took like this kind of grindhouse elements and it brought it to like a larger cinema. Yeah. I love that about that. And that's one of the things I feel like I don't like about Rob Zombie because Rob Zombie had all the money that he could get from a studio and he gave you what a teenage boy would come up with where it's just like slasher movie, violence, Well, see, like, loud, the, the thing that bugs yeah. me about the You're like, I'm offended. Like, I, like, I love, I don't really like Rob Zombie's movies that much. I think... He's a really cool person. Like, I mean, Hillbilly Deluxe was like my favorite album when I was like twelve. <laughs> so like, uh, <laughs> so but like, that's besides the point. But like, I don't think he makes that good movies. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I, don't, I, really I, like, I don't either. Also, One Thousand Corpses is okay. Devil's Rejects is okay. Like, I didn't really see Thirty One. I didn't see Lords of Salem, so I, I I can't have an opinion on those. But like, I thought like his his Halloween movies like, and I know we we heard you and I have talked about like a lot about this, but everything seemed very forced. Like, the violence in those Halloween movies seemed very forced. It didn't seem, like, to flow. As lame as it sounds, it didn't seem the violence flowed naturally to me. Yeah, I agree. The cussing seemed seemed very forced, too. Like, like, that's funny coming from me because I cuss like a sailor, but, like... like, But, like, the, the violence and the swearing to me just seemed very, like... Force. That's why I mean, it seemed like that teenage kid that's just trying to get shock value out of it, and it's just like, oh, come on, man. man, It seemed seemed very forced. I mean, and then, like I said, they put too much backstory into Michael Myers, and I think that's what made Michael Myers so cool and creepy. The mystery of it. It was the mystery. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know. It's like, that's why people like like the first paranormal activity so much. You didn't see anything. Yeah. Like, shit like that. Shit. <laughs> You're like, yeah. no, I, I like the first oh. paranormal activity. No, I agree. Like, I agree. I have a lot to say about that coming yes, up. Yes, me too. Yes, I know. <laughs> All I, right, I can see. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, no, nudge. That is not that on my list. That was actually one of my honorable mentions. mentions. Did not make it on my list. For personal reasons, but uh, mine, Blair Witch number seven. Oh, me. I have so much to okay, say. Okay, so okay. that one's personal to me because I was living with someone at the time, and he was like. Hey, let's stay and watch a movie. And I was like, okay, you pick. We had Netflix, we had Hulu, we had everything. So it was on Netflix. 
Oh, no, we, we had Netflix, so he's like, okay, let's watch this. And I don't want to say he was not... He was afraid of these type of movies. So, like, okay. So he was I'm afraid like, of that movie? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no wonder you guys don't live together no more. <laughs> right? So, are you talking about the Blair Witch Project or Blair yes, Witch? Yes, Blair Witch Project. Blair the Witch documentary. Project. So, I like documentaries. Hey, so. God damn, he bit me again. <laughs> That's what you get, boy. Talk <laughs> so shit about the Blair Witch. God damn it. So, like, <laughs> so, he ended up falling asleep. And so, I was like, you know what? I got through it. Like, honestly, kind of, like, <laughs> bored me a little in the beginning. Well, actually, like, over the majority of it. But then towards the end, when they're getting to, like, that broken down cabin or whatever, and uh, what was it, like, he, I want to say it's either he was looking for the girl or vice versa. But... You got it right. Like, I she's, was just she's like, looking oh, for no. him. The, girl, the girl's, the girl's, the girl's looking, looking for him. him. The girl's yeah. looking for Mike. Okay, it was something like that. Nice. But, um, yeah, so then after that, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, and I think that was, like, one of the first movies, probably the third movie in my life, to just make me cover my eyes. That never happens, but I think it's just because it got kind of like it was like that moment that got real, in a sense for me. Because then I think I started putting myself in the position, and I'm like, oh shit, I hate camping. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the thought of being alone in like some woodsy area like that. So that all like brought that to my attention, and I'm like in this big living room and with the dark, and this guy's sleeping in the in, in the room, and I'm in the living room, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm by myself right now, and it's really dark. <laughs> and so after that, I was just like, okay, I did appreciate that, like, and I shut up about that movie. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was so sick. Like, I I, I loved. I like I, I said, love that movie. Back back into the the minimalistic aspect. Like, you don't see shit. Mm-hmm. The whole movie. In fact, when she's running. Like when they like when they're all in their tent and they start freaking out and, and like the girl takes off her and she goes what the fuck is that? There's actually somebody there in like makeup and like in a costume but they didn't show it in the movie. Like I was reading oh, about wow. it like and like the trivia and shit like that. Yeah, like you were actually supposed to see like the Blair Witch right there when she's running and she goes oh, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Like you're supposed to see something right there, but. And I guess in the original cut, it was there. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, when they made the final cut, they wanted to keep the aspect of, like, you never see anything. So they took it out. But, no, I, lo- I, I love the fact that, like, there's that whole you fear what you don't understand and mm-hmm. what you don't see and stuff like that. And, like, I remember that movie, I think it was 95, 96, somewhere around. 99. Excuse me, 89. This was, no, no, it was 99. Yeah. Well, I thought it was 97. No, it was 99. Yeah, you're right, because they were on TRL yeah. like the, the week later. The, the, found footage, the found footage was supposed to happen in 94. Or like the oh, footage happened in 94, right. okay, and then okay. the movie came out in 99. Like, you're right, you're right. No, Trust me, this is like one of my favorite no, movies. No, 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 no. I, 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 just, I remember... <laughs> Don't doubt me. I just remember everybody freaking the fuck out. Uh-huh. when the, My cousin went and saw it, and he was just like, holy shit, man, that was crazy as hell, and... I said a lot of people really hate that yeah, movie. Yeah, there's that's what I was gonna bring up too. That a lot of people really hate it. But here's the thing, hate that movie. Like, it sounds dumb, but it seems so real. Like that could happen to you. Like whether it be get, just getting lost in over in the woods and, and you know and you right, just go right, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think I really liked about this. That made me feel like, oh shit, that could happen to anyone I know, including no, myself. No, there was a lot of realism in that movie, and I think that's mm-hmm. like what got to people too, because they're just like, oh, like, what if I was out? With my friends doing like off ca- like off trail hiking and stuff like that, and yeah. got lost. And I don't like hiking either. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, what things, would you do? Uh, what would you What would you do? Like one of the things I brought up, I think it was during it follows that like if a character doesn't have the right motivation to it, it really fucking bugs me. And like 
What's that movie with like there's like a monster destroying New York? It's also a found footage movie. Oh, oh Cloverfield. Okay, that movie's fucking stupid. Oh, that movie's fucking there's stupid. There's a lot you do not because, know. Because no, let me tell you what that fucking let me tell you what that movie's fucking stupid. And think of it this way: so if Jacob's the main character in that movie, and Jacob's like, "I gotta go get my girlfriend from downtown New York. I'm gonna go get her," I'd be like, "Good luck, bro. I'm out. I'm gonna go find my family. I'm out." You better get her. The funny, the funny thing about it is, like, even if he's like, "Come on, man, just come with me," I okay. Then he convinces me to go with him. There's so many characters in that movie. Like, why the fuck are you doing that? Why are you going to New York? Get the fuck out. The motivation to those movies is fucking stupid. You already like lost me in that aspect of it, and the fact that they show that little thing falling into the thing at the very end, oh. it's like don't fucking throw that at me because that's fucking stupid. The Blair Witch did it perfect. They didn't show you shit. Everyone had shit. the right motivation. It was minimalist. Mm-hmm. It was simple. It was like everything you could fill in the blanks the rest with your mind, and that's the creepy part. Don't yeah. show me too much. Yeah, I yeah, love that. The yeah. only other found footage movie that I really really enjoyed is that record movie. Oh yeah, that was oh yes. And that is an honorable mention for me. I fucking love that movie because it did the same thing. It didn't overdo it. It didn't, like, give you dumb characters doing dumb shit that no, didn't, make, didn't it, make sense. Before we go off on, a, on before we get to Jacob's next movie, <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. So this, this girl I was dating at the time, she was... She was different. To, no, no, so we're talking about record. No, we're talking yeah, about yeah. record. Oh. No, talk about record. Okay, no, sorry. Just, just, just want to go back to I Blair Witch. I love the, the aspects of, like... Even they bring up the Dustin Parr character. The Dustin Parr character was like, he kidnapped children and all these things like that. When they're going through the house and you see the little kid handprints all over the walls. Just like little things like that that I really, really appreciate that they don't mention it during the movie. You're just supposed to kind of see it. Where there's like little handprints all over the walls and, and things like that. I think that. it also affects it when like the people don't seem to notice it, but you notice it. And yeah. it's like, fuck, I, I, I love that movie. You can watch it so many Did times. Did you hear the theory about that like they're actually like... That force, there's like a portal in that forest and shit. I heard that. And like when they're walking in the forest, like because remember that house? Yeah. They said they it's supposed to burn down. Supposed to have burned down. Yeah. Supposed to have burned down. And they see the house. It's just some like far fetched fan I, theory. I honestly like that. love that movie. I think uh, found footage movies. I would say ninety nine point nine percent of them are terrible. And then that one and record are the only two that I enjoy. See, the reason why I don't, I remember watching Cloverfield in movies, in the movie theater too. Um, yeah, Cloverfield Lane. And I remember this before. We had a Sephora here, and I just remember it was in the background. I don't know. That that also stuck with me. But I didn't like the shaking. It was oh, wait, too much shaking. Next? I thought you were next. It was too much shaking for me when it came to that. Oh, it, it, oh, like, it hurt my head. And I was like, I'm done with this. It gave a lot of people, like, motion sickness, too. And then I remember they had to put another thing out. Pussies. They, had, they, had, they actually <laughs> had to put a thing out saying that, like... But see, like, I didn't think Cloverfield was a horror movie. It was just a monster movie. Yeah. Just yeah. Like I'm just saying, It like, was like, J.J. I... Abrams even said, I wanted to do my own Godzilla movie. Yeah. Okay. Like, All straight right. up said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I thought you were next on the whole thing. No, I, you're I, next. I, I got so into it, I was just like, ooh. Because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's very creepy. I'm going to have to pull an audible because I went too deep into that one. But anyways, I'll just fill it in with one of my honorable mentions later. But anyways... Uh, my movie that I picked next is the movie Seven by David Fincher. Ooh, fucking love that movie. I think it's a perfect movie. I don't know if it counts as a horror movie. It does. It does ride that line, but I do. I because it it details every single deadly sin. So yes, it is a horror movie. That's the movie that got me into like David Fincher as a director in general. And like I love that. I like there's so many things that I just love about that movie. Like the fact that they never mention what city that they're in. They're just like, I hate this place. Why did Anywhere you get transferred America. to this place? They, they kind of do this metaphor where, like, you know, you're going down the seven deadly sins, and they're referring to this place that everyone hates. So it's kind of like Purgatory. doing this, yeah, doing this 
purgatory metaphor where you're like going down the seven deadly sins. I'm not gonna spoil the ending. Oh, but um, that is to me that is like and the he redeemed thing. himself after making Alien Three because well, he also made Alien Three. Yeah, but he hates Alien Three. He hates Alien Three more than anyone else. No, no, because he definitely redeemed himself. Yeah. Seven was seven. He, he came. He has a quote that says, "I would rather get anal cancer than make another movie after Alien 3. So wow. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but, there, but see, the problem with Alien Three, there was so many reshoots and so many script rewrites. It wasn't even this. It wasn't he, even this original yeah. movie that they were gonna do. Yeah, he hated That's it really badly. A whole really other fucking. But story. anyways, yeah, he redeems himself and he goes on like a like. Home run after home run. I don't know if you guys saw the game. The game is amazing. Yeah. Zodiac's amazing. Uh, Very slow. Fight Club's amazing. Zodiac was tight. Zodiac was tight. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is amazing. Yes. Gone Girl is amazing. Yes. Like, Gone he, Girl was tight. Like, he, he's just a really good director. And like I had to put one in here because he's my favorite director. So I put seven. That's the one that started for me. Plus, so. it has Morgan Freeman in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't and, go wrong with Morgan Freeman. And a Freeman. very handsome young Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's a young Brad Pitt. So. I, I'm all for Brad Pitt. Young Brad Pitt. Who not, is not? Pretty, pretty <laughs> Angelina Jolie Pitt. Before she sucked the life force out of her. Succubus. I love that movie, dude. Perfect movie. Yeah, like, I always love the part where like the guys in the band, there's all the air fresheners, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that motherfucker's still alive. Yeah. And then they said, like, oh, he did this. Oh, and he still has hell to look forward to. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was, that was an intense-ass scene. Yeah. It, the one where the the gluttony one like that's the one Fat like guy. that's where that's where I'm like yep dude, that's what a about the lust I thought the lust one was like the most like oh because they don't show the f- it they don't show it that's the only one they don't show but that's the dildo with the with the knife oh, yeah, on he, it and he made that guy like yeah. fuck that girl with the like the, a the knife the dildo. dildo yeah Ooh. That's the only one they don't show they're just like that guy screaming like oh you made me do it you made me do it yeah that's fucking brutal ass scene yeah but you're right they don't show it yeah so at least that's what makes it better yeah if they I love that it, scene about, that's the only one they don't show yeah well I mean it would be good good because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it would be illegal I mean. yeah. except in Japan yeah. it would have to have his own unrated cut yeah, yeah. available yeah. now at Target yeah, available now at Target <laughs> every Tuesday <laughs> But anyways, Greg, I'll probably let you introduce my number six one since you almost since you spoiled it already. So hey, I didn't. I, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Number six. Well, you're the one that introduced me to it too, so I think oh, okay. it should be only oh, okay. right too. So 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 Jacob's number six <laughs> is a Spanish film called Record Woo! and Record Two and Record Two because they 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 go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. So at the time when this movie came out, this was 2007. Uh, the girl I was dating, she was going to she was in uh, San Luis Obispo. And she had said that everybody in college was talking about this movie, and so she told me what it was called, and I was able to download it off like Demonoid, which was like, this really cool pirate site. <laughs> now, what, Demonoid was tight. You had to be private. Had, it, was, oh, it was a private community. Members only art. Oh, sorry. You got your own jacket. You got your own jacket. You got your members only jacket. But no. And it was this. I was like, okay, cool. Let me check this out. And it hadn't probably been released in the states yet. And so the subtitle file I had to download because I didn't really speak Spanish at the time was like, it was all in broken English. Yeah. So I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. So the broken English like kind of helped me, but so I'm watching this movie by myself in front of a 19 inch computer screen with a 5.1 surround sound. So I'm sitting here like watching this movie and that movie scared the fuck out of me so bad. Like there were so many jump scenes and like the ending of the first one. Where this like you see like this shadow like chilling at the end, and then all of a sudden like she hears the main girl and the shadow like slumps over like this, 
and just like just the shadow was like creepy as fuck and like, what i like hallway. what made it good is like that movie was shot very poorly on purpose it was shot like one of those like telenovelas so like mm-hmm. that's what it makes it even better because it's so poorly like the the, the cinematography if you will <laughs> is so deal that's up to me that's a big deal yeah, yeah it's it's very poorly done but on purpose so when shit like what greg was talking about hits it looks it, scary it, it makes it even better because yeah. it's like here you got this poor quality it meets this very good um artistic direction that makes your mind just like like you said freaks you the fuck out yeah and I, that's why I love that movie because it, it mixes those two worlds, like artistic creativity and and that, like the shit. It was so it was so tight. It scared, it scared the shit out of me so bad. It was in broad daylight. I turned on all the lights yeah. in my apartment. <laughs> I opened up all the screens, like all the curtains, and it was just. It is it's like watching a movie like that where there's a lot there's a lot of jump scenes in that movie. Yeah. And a lot of stuff where you're sitting there. Usually I don't like jump scenes. Yeah. And it's like you're, you'll be sitting there you're like, okay, I know what's coming. I know there's going to be one. But I don't know when it's going to happen. And bam, it gets you. And you're just like, oh shit. And it's like, and like, and the special effects are good too for it being a movie like that. And then Record 2 kind of like follows it. I don't know, but I never saw Record 3 or Record 4. I didn't really bother with those. Yeah. But like, the, the first and second one were really tight, and they really, really scared me. What was me, the like, American version called? Uh, quarantine. Quarantine. But see, Quarantine pissed me off because they changed something. <laughs> yeah. So Quarantine, it's a doomsday cult. Yeah. Like, that's why everybody's all fucked up. It's a doomsday cult, whereas in Record, it's demonic. the Catholic Church and demonic possession. Yeah. And they took that whole possession aspect out of it and made it a doomsday cult. Yeah. For the American version, and well, I was just like... different. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? I remember watching Quarantine because I was like, okay, I, I remember them seeing like they were going to do a remake. And I was just like, a Doomsday Cult? I was like, what the fuck? Like, it, to me, that kind of pissed me off. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, like the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I love this too because of my experience with my mom's house where it had to get exercised. And record, like you said, it's based off of, you know, like Catholic, the Catholic mm-hmm. Church and demonic possession or whatever. And like that hits that chord in me. And it's just like, okay, this is some real shit. Hmm. You know, it's not, you know, alien or anything like that where it's just like, I'm going to walk out of it laughing. It, this is like, to me, some real shit. So it was actually like legit Spanish. It was still telling me. Oh yeah, it's a Spanish movie. It's in Spain. It's Spanish. Spanish. So it's like it was filmed in Spain. Barcelona, I think. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's a it's a really good movie. Like I said, that's the other found footage movie that like I really enjoy. I think it's a worthwhile movie where I don't question what anyone's intentions are because as you're watching it, you're never like, ah, that's dumb. I guess I have to buy into that. Like, no, everything's purposeful. Yeah, everything makes sense. And yeah, I like that about it's a really I, I don't movie. like it when they dumb down the audience. Like you're just supposed to accept shit. And it's yeah. like and that movie doesn't do that. So yeah. I really like that about it. It really just definitely scared the shit out of me. Like I don't think any movies legitimately. I don't, and it's gonna sound lame, but I cannot find a movie that has legit scared the shit out of me more than Record. Like I've seen bajillion, bajillion, bajillion horror movies, and like yeah. Record. Like I said, maybe it's because I was watching it in front of like. A 19-inch computer screen with a 5.1 surround sound, so I heard every little thing around me. And and you were living in that, I was that apartment. By, I was living by myself. Yeah. So that in an me. apartment building that looks kind of like the building. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really associate it with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that could have been in a the back of your mind. subconscious thing. I don't yeah. know. But no, it was. It was good. And I don't know about record three or record four, but record one and two were. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. So, what about you, Greg? What's your um, next I also really love. Um, it was kind of a toss-up for me because I saw them both 
at the at the uh, at the same time uh, is the original Dawn of the Dead and the original Day of the Dead. Oh, oh the OGs. The OGs, yes, the OGs. Because Dawn of the Dead was the OG Dawn of the Dead was really tied. You know, I love the remake too. The I remake like the remake really better. Sick. Me too. I mean, honestly, hey, hey, I me, probably me. I probably do. When I was younger, I liked the remake more because. I had seen more of the remake than the original, yeah. and then as I've gotten you know older, obviously, and like I've, I've watched like the original, like you know, it's weird to see zombies not moving ten million miles an hour, and like, <laughs> yeah. and like the, the zombies in the and the original Dawn of the Dead were just had like gray skin, yeah. and it's just like and the original Dawn of the Dead was just a big like fuck you to a lot of like the establishment and. And everything that was going on at the time, and they're just like, oh, it's like zombies aren't like the worst thing. It's like the people, and then they kind of bring upon that, like that aspect about how like zombies aren't the real threat. It's the people. Is like what basically every fucking season of The Walking Dead is now after <laughs> yeah. like season three. Yeah, yeah. Like Walking Dead's tight, but let's be real, like it's the same season over. It's the same shit. They find a new hideout. Like, everything's cool, and then there's these other people trying to bud in and steal shit from them, so it's like, yeah. the people aren't, it's the zombies aren't the real threat, it's the people. Yeah. So, like, I love the original Dawn of the Dead, I love the remake, in fact, they're putting out a super special edition Blu-ray of the remake Ooh. later this, wow, later October in Screen Factory, yeah, it's gonna be tight, but, um, <laughs> it's gonna be sick, but I also love the, I love Day of the Dead, that one was really tight. Is that the one where the zombies get to use machine guns? No, that was Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. My with John Leguizamo yeah. and Dennis Hopper, that one's coming out next next month too <laughs> that's a good uh, that's sorry, actually pretty good I actually like surprisingly but. like that one no yeah, yeah that, that was tight but I like I, said, I love the original Day of the Dead just because like the special effects in the original Day of the Dead and where they're in the bunker are so fucking sick and that's all Tom Savini who Ooh. everybody knows who Tom Savini is Sex Machine and From Dust Till Dawn <laughs> yes. like he's done so many good movies uh, special effects he's done uh, a name that will one of the best movies in the history of mankind, Creep Show. He did that. He did the, all the all like the first four Friday the Thirteenth movies, all the special effects. Um, the Prowler, uh, he did, and his protege was Greg Nicotero. And Greg Nicotero, I mean, they did Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and Greg Nicotero is the guy who does all the Walking Dead stuff. And yeah, he directs. You can tell. I'm glad yeah. you bring and up the he, Prowler. And, and, the problem, like, was tied. It was, like, some, like, weird dude underrated. Like, that's the military outfit, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, underrated as fuck. The that's original one. I don't know. That's the only... I, they never remade it. it it's just... It's okay, just, good. Because yeah. I, I was going to say, like, if they made a remake, I hope they didn't, but I like the... the yeah, like, all, there's a lot of really cool, like, stuff like that in the 80s. Like, the weird slashes that have, like, a weird twist. Like, there's a weird slash called Happy Birthday to Me, and it sounds... Like, like oh, it's, a, it's a traditional slash movie, and then like it has this crazy twist ending that you're not even expecting. Like I haven't seen the Prowl in a really long time, but so I can't really remember the ending. But I actually yeah. got arrested for prowling. Oh yeah, you remember the day <laughs> Jacob the Prowler, dude. the Prowler, but, the Night Prowler, but Jacob. yeah, the Peeping Tom. Oh shit! Before before we go on, but like the original the original <laughs> day, the Dawn of the Dead was so tight. Um, the soundtrack was really cool, of course. Um, it was that Italian band Goblin doing the soundtrack. Oh, dude! And, um, and I, have, then, I have another Goblin then, one on my list. Day of the Day of the Dead was tight because that was John Harrison doing the soundtrack, and John Harrison did Creep Show, so I'm already not automatically gonna like it, you know. But the special effects were just so good in, in Day of the Dead, like the zombie with like the no jaw and his tongue is out, and then there's like the dude like the zombie that's like laying on the table, and like you see his whole body, but like his top half of his torso like 
moves over, and then all his guts fall out of his chest and shit. And it's all like all legit, all practical. So it was really cool. Like I love those those OG like eighties stuff. See, I'm worried about zombie movies because I feel like they're just you know what's like. I understand there's like a storyline usually and typically, but to me it's like okay, there's zombies. You're trying to you know what else? What else is there? That's why also I don't watch Walking Dead. Sorry. Have you seen um, the uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead? See, and I always confused because these movies were. What I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'd be more familiar with it, but sometimes it would come on like Ben and Woman shit. <laughs> Which one? You uh, one. Because that's how I watched one yeah. of the Halloween, the first Halloween. Oh, okay. So you, I watched you have to see the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Was that 2007 or something like that? 2005. Oh, four, four. 2005, 2004. So it's, it doesn't feel that old when you're watching it. It doesn't look dated. It's fucking bad. It's filmed, it's filmed that way, though. Like, like I also can't it's remember. It's filmed like that to look like that. It's I tight. mean, I must have been like 10 or something when I watched a certain movie and. All I remember is a girl figuring out that she could just kind of walk through the zombies. And so I... Mm, that's not the right movie. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that oh. one. I'm talking about, like, another movie, and I can't think what it is. And she oh, just, like, literally kind of, like, I think oh, puts I, herself, like... I know like, in, in World War Z, there's that sick oh, kid yeah, who yeah. finds out the it's zombies like don't want to get him. Yeah. All I know uh. is that it's an old movie. I don't remember it. And I just remember that specific part. It stands out to me where she was just kind of, like, I think everyone else died. She was, like, the only one... And she manages to get out and survive because she, I think she covered herself with like, um, rotting like corpse. I think that's, uh, fucking Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I know they do that a lot in Walking Dead. Like, but they, I just remember that that girl made it out, and the whole time I was like, shit, like, this is like literally what I thought of too, like watching like this movie that anyone could have done that, and yeah. she managed to get out. And everyone was so slow, you can literally outrun them. Yeah. So after that, I think that's what really like triggered me when it comes to like zombie movies because I'm like, same shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but to me, zombie movies, I'm like... Yeah, there's only so much you can do, like, in a zombie movie. Yeah, but... So. But anyways, Monica... Is it me? Well, yeah, oh, okay. it's your turn. Okay, number six. A uh, movie that I watched recently, and let me... I just want to explain something beforehand. Okay, see me? When it comes to, like, gore and stuff like that, like, or even just in real life, like, people, you know, getting, like, hurt really bad, and there's, like, blood, some blood, and, you know all these things it doesn't get to me it doesn't make me queasy it but you know i'm not like those people who think it's like the coolest thing ever to me what gets me is the breaking of bones if that makes sense oh yeah yeah well like like broken <laughs> the broken bones thing kind of just like i don't know to me i guess it's one of my fears not necessarily like cutting you know something it's just bone so misery <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. So misery got to me because, I mean, people make fun of me and, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they, they say little things. They're like, well, yeah, you have these these stalkers. It's not not true, by the way. But um, they, <sighs> so when I saw that movie and I was like, hey, you know, shit like that actually happens. I like to somewhat keep up with New Zealand, like, out of, out of state even. There's been, like, some cases where, you know, people get kidnapped and tortured and shit. And it's like, uh, it's weird. What was it that recently that girl and uh, she was found alive, but they found her in some guy's like field or something and he had killed the boyfriend or something. Oh, wow. I don't know, but that was like a few months ago. But stuff like that makes me like look back at these movies and think shit like that. Once again, it's one of those movies that I think this could happen. Like it's not so, it's not It's reality based. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Stephen King. It's a Stephen yeah, it's King. King. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I think it's funny when that YouTube video came out, that woman like, you know, going off on Barnes and Noble. It was just like, you know, just pick, <laughs> poking fun at it. But that's honestly how I heard about the movie. But in high school, my friend was a big reader. He's like, 
read this book. It's actually scary. And I was like, I was a kind of big reader at the time, but I never took the time. But I watched it recently. Like I said, one of those movies that got my attention directly. I stayed up. I remember I was tired, but actually managed to get through it. And I was like, shit, you're right. Fernando was actually one of the last people to tell me about that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's Fernando's like, deep. Yeah. Fernando! Yeah. <laughs> Fernando's very deep. Shout out, Fernando. There you go. <laughs> Hashtag Fernando Nation. Yeah. No, I like that movie a lot. Um, I like the fact that it's kind of like pretty quiet for the most part. I mean, besides that scene where But it's quiet like and it's not this, boring because that's yeah. one thing I hate yeah. about like... Because like, I know you guys were putting over Blair Witch big time, but that's the big thing that like keeps me from liking Blair Witch and even like The Exorcist is like half of the movie is like just like yawn word, like yawn fest. Yeah. But like with Misery, like that, like it, it's slow, but it's not boring at all. And then I really appreciate like little things, like I don't know if you guys remember where he actually gets out of his wheelchair after she leaves to get paper thing and the, he drops a little cow or duck or whatever. And I remember oh, like, yeah. put it back, she's gonna know it's like me and my head, like trying to tell him. Motherfucker! And I was like, shit, just do it, but. No, so I also like that when, like, things get me on edge and you see her, like, walking up and you're like, shit, he's, you know, his legs don't work, is he going to make it? And so I like that. I like... Suspense. That, yes, that... Yeah. Yes. I look for that. So, yeah, that was my number six. Hell yeah. So, Art? Uh, my number six was going to be Let the Right Ones In, but I kind of pulled an audible on it because you already put that on your list. Which one? Let the Right Ones In. I mean, you can still keep no, it. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I have a better one. I wasn't going to put this one in on my list just because I haven't seen it in, like, ten years. Uh, and it's Jacob's Ladder. Just because oh, yeah. it scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. I've never seen it. Dude, Dude you got that movie's fucking It's named crazy. after me and everything. Really? It's fucking terrifying. It's probably the scariest movie on my list. Just because, again, it has that psychological element that I really like. The fact that he's fucking around with this whole, like, is he dead? Is this all a nightmare? Is this all, like, mm-hmm. real? It's like, post-Vietnam War or whatever. He comes back and he's like, PTSD. Is he just PTSD now? It's is all- he really seeing those lizards gang rape his fucking yeah. lady Dude. at the club? Like- <laughs> this, the scene where he they throw him into the bathtub and, like, they're just throwing ice all over his body? That scared the shit or, out of like, me. Or, like, at the end when they're, like, when he's, like, in, like, some mental institution and shit like that. And, like, there's, like, all those, like, creepy-ass things, dude. And that movie was tight. And, and like I said, I'm not... I know Jacob hasn't seen it, so I won't give away the I don't care. Yeah, I'll forget. Oh, I mean, well, Trust I'll, me, you won't forget you that. Won't, you, you need to watch it. Like, just <laughs> yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. I actually have it on Blu-ray and I haven't opened it. I bought it, like, two years ago. That's, <laughs> no, how, that's how terrified it's, it's I am It's a tight-ass movie. Ass movie and it's just, like, it was really cool to see, like, Tim Robbins, like, in a horror movie, you know? Yeah. And, like, the whole movie's, you know, was just basically, like... Like, like, kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say like a fuck you, in a way, but like it kind of shows about how like the '80s society and like in like the Vietnam vets and they weren't really like treated well, t- treated well and stuff like that. And I mean, my dad knows all about that shit, but it's just like Gary, Gary. But no, it was, <laughs> it was it was it was it was a really good movie, and it's I think it's as we've as society's gotten older and the generations have gotten older, I think it's. It's very cliche to say, but it's more respected now than it was when it came out, as is the case with so many movies. Like, well, that's a sign of true art, right? Oh there. no, exactly, exactly. No, it was it was a really great movie. And I mean, I know this is slander, but I can't remember who directed it right now. But Me like, neither. I can't remember either. I wish I would have done more prep for that one. Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know. It's, just, it's a fucking. It's a really brilliant, movie. terrifying movie. And people, a lot of people are like, I didn't get it. 
Let Daddy tell you what it's about. What's going on here? It was fantastic film. Jacob needs to watch it. Yeah, if you haven't seen that one, at this point, boy, that is one of the scariest movies. I learned about that movie through you and Ben when we went, I think, to FYF. And I was like, okay, you know, I have nothing to do. Uh, And I watched it and I was like, shit. Because once again, it makes you think. Yeah. And like I said, I love that. It makes me think all the time. And then I really, you know, because yeah. Postman, the whole time I kept thinking of that song. And so they sang it in there too. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay. And like, yeah, like I, like I said, I like drama. And I like the whole, you know, thing about, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy, but I want to say conspiracy about yeah. how they probably did certain things to people in Vietnam, especially mm-hmm. like when it came to the military that was from here. They did something to their own people while I was there. So... Seeing all of that, you know, it just, I was like, shit, this is really good. And yeah, some scenes were a little bit freaky. Which, yeah, the like lizard said, rape. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, who thought of this? Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah. It, it, it. But when you get into the head of like a mentally ill, because you said it deals with a lot of like PTSD. Yeah. yeah. At my job, you deal with a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. And me, like, sometimes, like, when I'm like caught up on my work and like somebody comes in, and like I have a lot of time to kill, like and I just listen to them, like go off about like they're just trying to change their phone number or something. But sometimes they'll go off on stuff like that. <laughs> no, I saw my girlfriend get lizard right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sir, you still need a cell phone. And I look up what their like disability <laughs> diagnosis is, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what it is. But like, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, and especially with that that age group that went over to Vietnam and stuff like that, they they come back with a lot of that, and um, that that's a. Like that makes me want to watch it right now after this podcast because because no. that's because that goes back to my original thing like the only thing that that makes me get creeped out or even afraid is stuff that's like real shit yeah and like when you're trapped in your own mind and your mind isn't right you know you're mentally ill like that like that's some scary shit like for me like a type A personality it's always got to be in control for me to not have control of my own mind like that would be some, some fucked up yeah shit. and there's like a little scene where the guys are like gonna open up about something and then the two they pretty much get silenced they kind of like get silenced in a way and i'm like shit you know i highly you know believe that this shit is actually going on even currently when it comes to like military oh i agree oh yeah totally so there's like a specific scene and then i was like fuck like you know what's gonna happen next so yeah so thanks for taking that movie on my list. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I mean, you can leave it in your list because yeah. I mean, my number five to transition is something we just got done talking about is the the remake of Dawn of the Dead. You know, Greg oh, okay. went Greg went off about how he likes the original better. I didn't really care for the original. I mean, it's not a bad movie at all, but it's not something I'm like gonna watch over and over again. I think one or two times, and I'm good. But like the remake, if we're having like a horror movie night, I think like. If I'm bringing some DVDs over, like that's definitely in the stack right there. It's a tight ass movie. Because yeah, you can watch my honorable mentions. Because well. it's got replay value like forever. Like it never gets old. I mean, if you watch it every week, like yeah, but like like once a year, like that that's a movie you can watch once a year, and it's just like it's always gonna hold up, if not get better. I remember when I saw Modern Family for the first time. Oh my god! Oh, I was like, god damn, that's the dad. That's not him. Like I just kept thinking of that like rich asshole, and I was like, yeah. damn, I can't. That's him, dude. That's- it's a tight ass movie. Like it's like I was telling you earlier. Like I liked the, the the remake more when I was younger, and then like I said, like as I've as I've gotten older, like more bougie. I, I, I like more more, more bougie. big bad bougie, fucking um, <laughs> like I I probably like the original more just because of like, 
an appreciation for it, you know, I guess. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Phil Dunphy, so yeah, I'm, I'm all about the remake. A what? Fildy? Phil Dumpy. Oh, they said you're right. I, don't even know who I thought you said I was a big fan of Fildy. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the guy who did the remake. No, f- yeah, that's the the dad. That's, that's the, the base oh, player for the porn. Oh, excuse me, Fildy. <laughs> Talk about five different things. But anyways, Greg, go ahead with your number five. All right, so let's check it out. Let's. So another another movie I um, I definitely uh, the fog. Not the remake. Ooh. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. The remake's fucking terrible. Superman and shit in it. I've never but, seen the original. Oh, the original's so... The original's very, very good. The original's really, really good. What year did that come out? Oh, uh, that was right before The Thing. So I want to say like 82. Oh, okay. Because John Carpenter, he did Halloween, Halloween 2. Then he did um, The Fog. Then The Thing. And then after The Thing, he did They Live. Yeah, that motherfucker was on a roll, huh? Yeah, well, the, the 80s wow. was... The 80s was John Carpenter's heyday, dude. And don't it sleep on They Live. They Live is pretty fucking No, They good. Live is tight. I got the, the, the soundtrack, and it has the the, the, re- the colors in the record or the colors of the alien mask. It's oh, like, wait. Like, did you just get that recently? Yeah, like, like six months ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember, like, I saw your snap. No, no. I, ha- I had it playing on the snap. The oh, theme okay. song, yeah. But, no, I love the original Fog. Like, again, Rob Boutin was doing the special effects for that movie, and I, I love the soundtrack. Obviously, that's... One of the um, crown jewels I've been trying to get on vinyl is the Fog soundtrack. It's very expensive, but I, I like I said, I love the OG Fog. It's just a it's typical '80s. It's got like a ghost story behind it, and it's John Carpenter, you know. So it's I just really like that. I mean, I was really pissed off at the remake, obviously, because they totally changed like so much about it and made it more into like a tween movie and and stuff like that. But no, I love the original Fog, and like I said, it's just. Just standard 80s, man. It was just... It was good. I, this is definitely in my top 10. Like I said, I go by, like, how often, like, I've watched a movie. And, like, so that's how I judge, like, favorites. That's how I judge, like, a favorite album. is like, okay, do I listen to this more or this more? Yeah. Like, that's just how I base it. Like, it's not it's not how much I like it as per se as to how many times I've seen the movie. Replay value. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I try to think of, like, okay, here, what are, like, 10 movies that I've watched the fuck out of compared to... Other movies, yeah. And the fog is definitely up there. Fog, like fog if you're going on an 18 hour plane ride, like what movie would you throw? Exactly, in? exactly, yeah. 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 Like and that's actually one of the reasons I wasn't going to put Jacob's Ladder on my list. I know how fucking good it is, but again, I haven't, I haven't had the exactly. Balls like, I've only seen it, it probably like five times. So yeah. yeah. Whereas like other movies, I've probably seen like 200. So like, <laughs> yeah. But okay. So, so Monica, we kind of touched base on that one, but my next one was They Live. I don't know, like, I think it was the right amount of cheesy, because, see, that's yeah. my thing about, like, horror movies, too, that I don't like when it's overly cheesy. Like, to me, it's just like, come on now. But, but you gotta have the right amount of cheese. have the right amount of cheese. It's like a Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I know, like I said, once again, Fernando was the one that told me, hey, watch this. Fernando. Like me and him are very Is that like- Roddy Piper in it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Roddy Piper. Rest uh, in peace, baby. <laughs> And Hot so, ride. I don't know, I just liked it. I just liked character setup and everything, too. Sometimes it was a little bit like, this is really ri- ridiculous, but it all kind of worked out towards the end. Like, me and Fernando are very, like, well, he already knows. We're very, like, into, like, reading about conspiracies and shit like that. Yeah. And I kind of felt that touch. And, Flatter. like, we're, oh, yeah, aliens <laughs> and shit. So, I mean, and he's, like, you know, look, look for Obey advertisements or, you know, just picking fun at it. And I don't know, I just like the whole setup and everything. And, like I said, huh? It was, it, was, it was cool. The soundtrack was great, and I love the fact that it was just a big fuck you to Reaganism. That's the whole entire That's scene true. of the movie. I know it is. Is 
fuck you, Ronald Reagan. In the, in, the heart, in the heart of the Reagan era, too. Dude, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember my brother-in-law yeah. told me about that movie, and he's just like, okay, so it starts Roddy Piper. It's a wrestler. And, like, <laughs> it sounds dumb. Like, everything about this is dumb, but it's fucking Isn't genius. Isn't this what he says? Like, I, I, all I do is... Uh, True Bubblegum bubble kick gun. ass, and he's now all out of bubblegum. Bubble yeah. yeah. He shoots up everybody at the bank. Yeah, and he's like, this one's cool. And he puts on the class. So this one is okay. This one's real fucking ugly. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I've got one that can see, like in her fucking like little like communicator. They yeah. all start coming after him, and it was tight. It was, I, they one that year that you had the big uh, Halloween party here. I was gonna do somebody. This company was making the masks of the aliens. Oh. And I was always going to do that. But you I should do it, dude. I, I, I'll think about it. By the way, people get it. By the way, that link that I sent you for the uh, the Halloween masks, uh, the the creep show ones. Yeah. Are you going to get it? I might. Well, that that's uh, we gotta wait till we get to. The oh, okay. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Um, next. Let's, let's don't don't jump don't bust the nut yet. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> dude. Uh, my next movie is Audition. It's a Japanese oh. film. Ooh, yeah. That's a weird-ass movie. The, 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 way that, the way that I heard about this movie is because I was watching this, like, way back when I was, like, That's a pretty young. Mike, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was watching this thing. It was, like, horror movies, and, like, Rob Zombie was pimping out one of his horror movies or something, and he's like, oh, I just want to say, like, there's only one movie that scares the shit out of me, and that's Audition. And I was like, eh, I'll check it out. So I check it out. The first, like, 45 minutes of this movie is almost told through, like, a romantic comedy style type of bubblegum, lovey-dovey kind of story of a guy trying to, like, meet a girl, and so he's, like, (laughs) he does, like, auditions, like, he makes, like, this fake TV show where he's gonna have girls go on there, and, like, to meet him, and then he, like, when he falls in love, and he does, like, this very cheesy thing where he, like, spills coffee on her audition thing or whatever, and he, like, it's very cheesy, like, it's very, like, romantic comedy, like, Jude Law shit. (laughs) <laughs> so like that's all I kept thinking I was like man and I heard that they're gonna make a remake an American remake of it I hope no. they don't so like <laughs> no. fuck American don't do that and then like the yin yang of it is like the first 45 minutes like that the second 45 minutes are dark and twisted and like that's fucking porn too. violent yeah like she's just cutting people's legs off and she has a dude like in a body bag, like with his mouth so shut, just like feeding people with like little dog saucers and dude, it is some dark shit. I fucking love that movie. I love the yin yang aspect of it. Like if you go on a date and you're like just put it on, you're like, oh, it's a romantic comedy, a Japanese romantic comedy. And you don't say shit about it, and then it gets to the point where like you finally see her like in her demented state. She's like waiting for the phone call from him, and she's just like hunched over a phone with like a dude in a body bag behind her fucking will throw anybody off like yeah man i love that movie is so that she much. makes some she makes some like weird ass <laughs> yeah. noise yeah she, I, I always remember that shit because i remember like my one of my one of my old school homies mike i've known him since i was like like 15 he we rented it one uh-huh. time on <laughs> by blockbuster no it was like we rented it on dvd we rented it on dvd <laughs> goddamn but shout out to blockbuster for it. and um <laughs> blockbuster mike. shout out blockbuster and um, and we rented it and because he had heard it was a weird ass movie and we were watching it, and then all of a sudden that we like the weird ass like needles and shit and we were just like, oh what the fuck is going on with this shit man like no it was it was a it was a couple unsettling scenes in that movie. yeah it gets more and more unsettling as it goes on yeah, it like is, it's it's 
fucking weird, man. Yeah. I, 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 I say that. The most, still, for some reason, the most disturbing thing is like when she's feeding that dude from like with the little saucer or whatever. I, like, I can't. I honestly can't even remember right now, dude. Oh god! Like it just, it just starts getting into that point where like this is like it's uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable. It's a little too realistic. Like it's just like. Uh, like when Rob Zombie said that, I was like, "Ah, he's full of shit. His movies are fucking whack." <laughs> like, like that's what I that's what I thought. But then I was like, "I'll check it out" because I got nothing going on. So fuck. When I saw it and it got to that point where I was like, "Oh, this is uncomfortable. Too real, dude." Yeah, it it had to make the list for me. So All shout right. out to Japan. Your turn. All right. So uh, with that said, I'm gonna bring it back to America. All right. Uh, <laughs> American Werewolf in London. Damn. I love that Fantastic. movie. Fantastic and movie. At first, when I very first saw this movie, like it was when what Greg says. It was like we were having that thirty days of horror, and I was going through like a whole week of just like werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of putting this one off to the side because it kind of looks stupid, and it like was not like on a lot of like comedians' lists because like I was big into like checking out like people's personal top lists or whatever. And I think Brian Posehn had it on his list, and I was like, I hate that guy. So I was like, fuck that guy's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, so I was like, fuck him. I'm not going to watch this movie. And so I had nothing else to watch. And I put it on. I ended up loving the fuck out of this movie. Because it reminds me of, well, obviously, because John Landis did it and he did Thriller. And Thriller is probably like one of my all time, if not all time, the all time favorite music video and and song. And I mean, it's almost just like Thriller. You know, except you know, it's two white boys in London or whatever. Yeah. But But it's got like that, what I was talking about earlier, that perfect mix of. Real horror and real comedy, where it's just like you gotta you got a little you gotta laugh at yourself a little bit, yeah. you know, because if you if if you just make this movie just like a serious werewolf movie, it, it kind of falls flat on its face. But you know, you bring the friend back, you know, it's kind of like he, the he, every time he comes back, he's more decaying and more exactly. Yeah. It makes fun of itself, you know, yeah. it, it it breaks up the monotony too, you know. So I I fucking love American Wolf in London. That's my number. Four? Yeah. I remember one time my friend Daniel, like, we went out to, like, way, like, where the mountains start starting up. And we were walking around there, and it was, like, cold, and it was foggy, and, like, we were walking through those trails. And all of a sudden, he's like, this kind of reminds me of the opening scene to American Werewolf. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, dude, get the fuck back to the car. We're going to go watch that right now. Nice. And so, like, we went, we, like, literally just, like, we cut the whole trip short. We drove back, like, into town, and we, like, watched it. It was on Netflix at the time. Dude, it is a great movie, and it's entertaining as fuck. Cause I mean, even if it's not Halloween time or whatever, like let's say let's say it's Christmas or whatever, yeah. and you have like a cool family, you can put that movie on. You guys are gonna have a good time. Yeah. Like no matter who you're with, you're like have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> it's like a good family establishment, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Denny's of movies. Yeah, yeah. It's good for everybody. Any time of day. Yeah, I mean it is gory, but. Fantastic. And then it goes back to what you were saying, like those transformation scenes. Oh yeah, those were so tight. Dude. That was like, sick as fuck. Yeah, like I said, those like the American Wolf in London, and then like the Howling were huge fucking like landmarks and like the whole special effects um, thing. And then uh, I forgot what movie it was where Rick Baker actually won an Academy Award for like best special effects. I forgot what because there was one of these movies that came out in the eighties and was obviously an eighties horror movie and. After that movie came out, like, and an Academy Award for Best Special Effects became a thing. Kind of like how now you can get a metal Grammy or whatever, like, <laughs> a Grammy for Best It's always, like, mud banks. <laughs> or, some dumb, or some dumb shit like It's that. always, like, whatever, like, they didn't Ghost win last year. I hate uh, No offense to Ghost, like... I have never... I have... 
I've never listened to them, so I can't have For, an opinion. I had no offense to Ghost, but they're not fucking. I like high. the album artworks because it's always an homage to old horror movies. But, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, after I think a couple of those movies, they started doing a special effects. Winner, yeah, kind of morph like because Rick Baker also did Men in Black, so nice. the non CGI yeah. stuff in Men in Black. So I'm assuming it's. My turn now. Yeah, your turn, Greg. Get it. Okay. Um, another movie I really, really liked. Uh, I've watched it a bunch, and I was kind of unsure about putting it in here. Was uh, Event Horizon. Oh, okay. Event Horizon was really sick to me. Um, they kind of played on the whole like lost in space, lost in space, like with alien and stuff like that. And I loved the whole like they were trying to like cross dimensions, and like they act, they went to hell. And, like, they came back, like, the ship's kind of, like, alive in a sense. And I, I, I thought that movie had a really cool, there was a lot of originality originality to that movie. Like, the movie borrowed some ideas from previous movies and kind of just, like, did its own thing. And then I think um, I think that's also why I like the Dead Space game so much because it was kind of, like, Alien, Event Horizon, and The Thing. And they all put them together and made a video game out of it. And that's why... Obviously, yeah. Riley liked it, but Club I mean, it's sandwich. got it's got fucking Dr. Grant, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, Dr. Grant. But no, it's it's a really cool movie. There's some there's some really there's some creepy ass fucking scenes in that movie too. And I gotta watch that. Movie. And that that's another one of those I've movies. I've never seen that. Oh, it's, it's I've heard of it, but I've never time. watched. It's I never. I, I thought it was like a sci-fi movie. But you gotta have like some patience with it because it starts off kind of slow. The slow. It's a slow burn. No, it's fine. Like, yeah. trust me. And no, well, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's just like, <laughs> like it's a cool movie. Like I said, I was kind of like, I mean, I, maybe it's in my top ten, maybe it's not, but I just know I've watched it a lot, a lot, and I know I really enjoy it. Um, like I said, the uh, I can't think there's anything I don't like about the movie. Oh, the only thing that was really weird about the movie has nothing to do with the movie, and at the end credits, fucking Prodigy's playing, <laughs> and it's that funky shit song. Yeah. Which goes, oh my god, it's the funky shit! And it's like totally like random. The movie's tight and all of a sudden that kicks in and that's the end. Like the end, well the movie Dude, ends and then that song kicks that's in. That's gonna be random. the outro song for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, it's, a, it's a tight it's a tight movie, and like I said, it's oh one of those god, movies where like you can't really watch it once. Yeah, because there's a lot of missing stuff. You gotta watch it a bunch. You'll miss some stuff if oh, you Oh hell yeah, you will. You will. Yeah. Alright. Okay, uh, okay. This one I was a little bit picky about. Um, Amityville Horror. That one, the original, of course. That one was probably the first movie that did scare me. I said there was three, but this is the first one that did. I remember it was coming on on one of those weird channels at night. For some reason, I was sci-fi. I, <laughs> I don't even remember. And I remember I watched it. I want to say between like fall or winter. So there was like a tree near my window. And there was uh, the moon was actually out, and so I. It was (laughs) so to me like I'm watching this at like two in the morning or something, and the rest of the night I remember I I mean I I I didn't really pray when I was younger or anything like that, and I remember praying that night. I remember praying like (laughs) say hail Mary, then like oh my God, do not let anything happen to me. I was just so freaked out. Yeah, it's just I'm like I go to sleep pretty fast, like when I'm tired and I go to bed. But that movie freaked me the fuck out. And I, I saw this, like, this branch just, like, moving. And I was like, oh, shit. Is there something around here? Is something? And, of course, I'm not I'm here. I'm alive. I'm well. Um, but, yeah, no, that one definitely. I haven't seen the new one. 
Really I've never seen that new one either. The one with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, don't. I watched it. It's on HBO Go right now, and I watched it and like the other day because I hadn't seen it in like a really long time, and I was just like, I can guarantee you the main purpose of that movie is to show Ryan Reynolds' like ripped-ass body. That's the only point yeah. of that whole movie. <laughs> I like, didn't dude, that, guy, that guy is, let's be real, that guy is ripped as fuck <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. I saw him in real life. He's just really tall. I think he's just got like that syndrome where he's just like tall and skinny. So he's no, he ripped. gets pretty he's ripped. He's fucking movie, ripped dude. in that yeah. movie, dude. That it's fool's got like a six pack. He's got like, the V right here and everything. I was like, <laughs> the crotch V, the crotch. No, like no, I'm saying like like he Boy. has like a shirt off like almost the entire movie. It's like, dude, we get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I gotta watch the remake. I mean, but I I, I don't think it'll free. be as good as the no, original. it's not. <laughs> I remember, you know, Ross. The, yeah. uh, Ross told me about it when we were like really little kids, and he was like, "You gotta watch it." And I was like, "Uh, all right." So like, yeah, way back in the day, like, eh, anyway. I have to wait till you get a free HBO like preview weekend. Just <laughs> I just steal everything. Yeah. Well, now. Uh, it's a tight ass movie. It's... All right, Arnold. What's uh, your number four pick? All right, my number four, four. pick. Uh, kind of like you brought up the the band Goblin. And I didn't know that they did soundtracks for other movies as well. Uh, absolutely, they did a lot so, of Italian. Yeah, so this gi- is an, the Giallo movie. This is a, this is an Italian movie as well, and um, they did the soundtrack for this. So I said that it follows one of the ones that like I had to have the soundtrack mm-hmm. for. This is Suspiria. They just put oh. that out on vinyl. Yeah, I have it. I have the record store. Wait, th- what do you mean? That uh, did they? Uh, sure, uh, be out. Mondo Death Waltz is putting out. They just put out an exclusive. It's only available like at this festival. Oh, weird. Yeah, it sucks. Cause I'm not gonna be able to get it. But. Oh, I have the record store release of like the main the th- main theme, but I didn't oh, know that. But anyways, yeah, it's an incredible movie. The first time I saw it, I thought something was wrong with my TV because the sound gets overwhelming every time something plays like music wise. It just drowns out everything, like even the dialogue. Like it's just fucking weird. Like it plays with these elements of like sound and like kind of fucks with you. Like your TV's broken, and like. Like, sometimes it'll get really quiet, and you have to, like, turn up their dialogue, and all of a sudden something will pop up, and, like... Fuck your shit Yeah, up. it'll just, like, fuck, what the fuck? Like, everything is just messed up in this movie, and, like... And, like... That's this is this ass. is 1977, where they're, like, thinking, like, way progressively ahead, when they're, like, elements of, like, the thing where she, like, kind of kills this, like, ghost where she can't see at the very end, and, like, she stabs, like, this, like, hologram, where it's just, like... In, 1990, in 1977, I don't even know how... Well, like, it's like the silhouette of a ghost, and she stabs it, and then like, they show, like, this, like, this face, and the face looks like an old person, and but it looks fucking creepy as fuck. Like, everything about it is creepy. The colors, like, every set that they built is, like, is, like, just... Have you seen it? I don't have you seen it. Yeah, I have the uh, triple deluxe DVD, the hand numbered out of five thousand copies that has the Goblin soundtrack in yeah. it. Yeah, damn, it has like a, a big badass. booklet, all these lobby cars. I'm, I'm an idiot. And then they're putting out a, a Synapse Films is putting out a 4K remaster next month. Dude, already pre-ordered. Have oh, you I seen? Is it? <laughs> the, I had to, dude. I had dude, to. it's incredible, dude. Like and every Inferno shot is, is a cool movie. The sequel to Suspiria Inferno was a good movie yeah. too. That Dario Argento did, and like the Giallo. Every fucking shot. <laughs> why, why do you guys keep laughing, dude? Because <laughs> you're amazing, Greg. That's why. <laughs> keep going off on these tangents about shit. Every, you know? every fucking shot in that movie is fucking genius. Just because, like, I don't know if they built all those sets just for this movie. Because some of it has to have been, like, even, like, the, the opening shot is, like, her getting out of an airport. Yeah. And the airport is, like, doesn't look like any airport you've ever seen. Because it's, like, very, like, neon pink looking and, like... It just it throws you off. Like you're you. She gets off the plane and enters like this completely different world, and it's not 
like the reality that we live in anymore because it looks fucking weird the visuals are weird the lighting is like not the colors that you see in everyday life the sound isn't what you hear in everyday life you have to like play with your sound they should have a thing that says turn up your volume now turn it down like i i, I feel like that happens a lot with the like blu-rays too like yeah that high definition sound like if you have um especially the, the special cables or whatever like that goes from your sound the fiber optic cables mm-hmm. Like, I've noticed in a lot of Blu-rays where, like, when you get, like, that true theater sound, like, the quiet parts are really quiet, and the loud parts are extremely loud. That's why I always have subtitles on, like, when I watch movies, like, because there's some stuff, like, you kind of miss if it's really quiet. But, um, no, so Spirit was tight, dude. Like, the the only gripe I have with those Italian movies is the fucking dubbing. Because, like, because, you know, like, these people that speak English and they overdub their own voices. Because, like, the way Italian cinema was in the 80s and the 70s and 80s, like, if you watch any film by Dario Argento, uh-huh. any, anything, by Argento. Mario, anything yeah. by Mario Brava, anything by Lucio Fulci, like, he did Zombie, The Beyond, City of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery, and then Dario Argento did all, like, Suspiria, Inferno, all these fucking movies, like, all yeah. these OG Italian movies, like, even the English actors, they did their own voices. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go in and like over, like kind of like overdub their own voices. Even the English, even the people who spoke English did. And I was reading something about it. It's like I guess where they filmed, like a lot of like the backlots for these. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they say like a lot of the backlots for these Italian movies was near like an airport. So there was always like a lot of background noise going on. That's why the movie when you watch Suspiria, uh-huh. all the sounds you're hearing are post production. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. The music, that, that the movie. sound effects, the voices, everything is all post-production. It's not live. That movie, like when you see it, it just there's something wrong with it. Like it just <laughs> feels wrong when you're watching it. Like this is not what every other movie looks like. How, uh, how long would you say that movie is? Uh, probably like an hour and twenty minutes. Oh wow! Okay. It's pretty yeah, you know it's cool. Like I said, I'm I'm really stoked to see the the 4K remaster because um. Ooh. Blue Underground has been talking. Well, sorry, not Blue Underground, but Synapse has been talking about doing it for a very long time, and it's finally coming out. Uh, there's a lot of like for those of you on the podcast who like are trying to get involved in like a lot of old school horror movies. Like, there's a lot of really cool companies now that are putting out all these old movies on Blu-ray now, like Screen Factory, Arrow Video, Synapse Films, Blue Underground, Code Red, Eighty Eight Films. Like all these really sick companies are putting out all these OG movies. On, on a Blu-ray and like Arrow did some this Arrow and Screen Factory are like the two like main ones but all those other ones are like really sick like they do like a lot of like really good OG horror movies and and it's all the 80s companies all the 80s movies and shit coming back so it's no Suspiria Suspiria is really cool like yeah it's a, it's a sick it's, I fucking love it it's movie. a weird it is a weird movie. As lame as that sounds for saying it. That's what I mean. It's but just a everything, weird-ass movie. Everything about that movie, from the color to the sound to the acting to the voices, everything's off. But it all flows. And, like, and it, all can, flows. it can only get away with in a horror movie. Yeah, and it, everything's just slightly off. Just enough to fuck with you. Like, if you came home, right, and you <laughs> noticed that your TV was, like, too close to the wall, you'd be like, that's weird. Uh, it doesn't scare you, but you're like, that's kind of weird. That's Throws not you off. Yeah, it would be like if everything, that your reality that you know is wrong like people's voices don't sound the way they should colors don't look the way they but like should like i said that's all those uh, italian movies dude yeah any lucio fulci movie dude like i guess does, does goblin do the soundtrack for all his other movies they do a lot it's either goblin does a lot of stuff for dario argento as well and they do a lot of stuff for um lucio fulci but sometimes it's like the claudio Samedi guy mm-hmm. 
from Goblet or the Fabio Fizi, whatever the fuck his name is, Fizio. like that guy too. <laughs> it's those two main guys, like from Goblin, like, and they do a lot of stuff too. But like I said, if you watch any of those old Italian ass movies, it's all the because Goblin really makes it like that much better. Yeah, like, Goblin did. Yeah, it's, cool. It's a weird ass yeah. movie. So anyways, with all that said, <laughs> like I keep saying throughout my list, like my theme is is like reality. And like I said, there's only been one movie that's really scared me. This one got close. It kind of creeped me out. And this is when I first moved into my apartment. When I first moved out of my mom's house, I didn't have no furniture or anything in there. And this is when I originally started the 30 Nights of Horror. And this one was on my, like, one of the second or third movies I watched or whatever. And I had never seen it in my whole life. And it was an 80s movie. And it's Poltergeist. And it's about, you know, you know, demonic possession in a house is you know you know i guess built on ancient indian burial grounds or whatever and going back to you know my mom's house when we first moved in you know there was uh devil worshipers that used to live there heroin addicts and they worshiped the devil and where did you live i'm concerned i, I lived by the green lawn cemetery like <laughs> that's fine uh, by river and the, yeah. the bluffs oh. and so like this like spoke to that and i was just like wow that's crazy like you can go move in there with like the best intentions and then all of a sudden your house is turning on you and that's why i think that movie creeped me out it didn't scare me per se because like there was like that the dad from like that show coach or whatever like he was the main guy <laughs> and then like some of the characters were like a little like too silly or whatever but like it, it to me like it hit like that nerve where it was like i felt kind of like you were saying earlier how like you went to bed and you're like I don't normally pray, but... <laughs> if I would do it to hey, save my uh, life. The blood of Jesus, can you please cover this body now? <laughs> and so I kind of felt like that weird, creepy vibe. And I wasn't scared, but I was just like, all right, I hope I didn't invite no demons into my apartment now, this new fucking empty-ass apartment. I so. think I only watched that once. That's where the little girl ended up dying in real life, right? Yeah, she died in, like, on the second one, I think, on the yeah. set of the second or the third one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big old conspiracy. Yeah, I remember, I remember my parents had that on VHS. Wow. Yeah, but I don't. Re- I actually don't remember it. Like I've seen it, but I just don't remember. I it. It's kind of goofy. Once. Yeah. There's a lot of goofy ass parts in that movie, but like I really love the part where, um, like when it gets, when it's raining a bunch and she's like in the cement like, and then like you don't know yet that they just that they built the house on top of the cemetery. And then all of a sudden, there's all these like skeletons floating in the water with her. And yeah. fun fact, those are the real, real. Oh, those are real. Those that's our yes, thing yes. too. Yeah. yeah. And that's why. But she didn't know. The girl yeah. didn't know until like the very end. I know that's fucked up. <laughs> but they were cheaper. That's why. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, actually, yes, it's actually cheaper to buy a skeleton. Yeah. Than it is to make one, which is so fucking weird. But it's. I don't know about now. Still now. I, I don't know now. No. Shit, I'll go make you some paper mache right now. <laughs> I just went from Target for 20 bucks. Hell yeah. Go to Mercado Latino, man. Yeah. I know a guy. <laughs> my tío. Hey, mira, I know hey, a guy. He fell off a truck. My tío knows a guy. My tío knows, knows a guy. And Arvin, we see him all the time <laughs> behind the orchards. Hey, we got the Next guy quality. The band. Yeah. <laughs> we got the top notch. We got mm-hmm. that. And then hey, we you got want the, a femur ball? We got the gangster bugs bunny. <laughs> dude, they're selling those shirts again. I know, dude. They're oh, back. No. They're back, dude. You gotta get in on it before it turns hipster. Hell All right, Greg. Speaking of... Oh, speaking of hipsters. Okay. Um, <laughs> this next movie. So, like Chris? I said, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I didn't really... Except for, like, my first movies, I didn't... Um, like, besides the first two, everything else is kind of just, like, what I've watched the most of. And I really love this movie. Um, I never saw it in theaters. I... Just remember seeing it at home, and that is The Descent. 
I fucking love that movie. Ah. See, I fucking love that movie. Like, that, so I love the whole, I love the fact that it was all female cast. There you go. Dang. I thought that was tough. Hashtag feminism. Sounds like we got a disagreement (laughs) in the house. Yeah. No, it's all right. Because trust me, I see some of the ones that he was on his top 10, I know it's fucking garbage. (laughs) <laughs> no, but um, no, but no. And honestly, though, like I thought, it, I thought it was a good movie. I really liked it. I love the special effects. Yeah. Holy shit! Special effects were fucking sick, and the movie just starts off like. You seen the alternate ending? I've seen both. Yeah. Well, okay. Which one? Okay, because there's the. Un- which one are you classifying as the alternate? The ending? alternate ending is not the one that was in theaters. Because one <laughs> the theaters, she makes it out. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, and then because I like the unrated one where it's. Where her getting out's all in her head, yeah. and she's just chilling in the cave. That's yeah. the, well, like on the unrated version I have. Yeah. That's the normal ending, and the alternate ending is the theatrical ending where she yeah. like gets out. But no, I like the fact. I thought it was cool that it was an all girl cast, which you really never see. Don't really see. Yeah. Unless it's a slasher movie, yeah. and then it's a bunch of girls getting killed by somebody with like a guy and a knife. Yeah. Like that's different. But no, I thought this one was cool, and like that movie starts off like. They're in the car, they get in a car accident, and then bam, the daughter and the guy die with all these, like, poles getting, like, fucking through the windshield. Yeah. Shit. Like, and, like, it starts off, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that thing, you get RKO'd, like, in the, in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, you know, like, and, like, I love, like, I thought the storyline was really cool. I liked the, I liked the special effects. Um, that movie had another scene that scared the fuck out of me. Like, I was watching it, and it's when, the, when they're all in the cave, and they all know that they're lost. Mm-hmm. So they just start yelling. And they don't know the monsters are in the cave with them. Yeah. And then the lady's like, hello, hello, hello. And then it pans over to this other lady. And she goes, can anybody help us? And it pans over to this other lady. And the thing's just sitting there like this. <laughs> and it scares the fuck out of you. Then it attacks them. And then as soon as that, there's that first initial attack, that movie just does not stop. It's bam, 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 one after the other. Like intense fucking action scenes, not special effects like... There's a lot of like claustrophobia and paranoia, like too, because they're in the cave, and so like you, they can't escape. You yeah. know, it's like a lot of like claustrophobia and like, and then it just that movie was just crazy to me, I, and I really, I really liked. I like that just, movie. I liked it because it was intense. I don't know if I'd put it in my top ten intense list. Intense scene. I, thought, I liked it. I fucking hate that movie. I remember you let me borrow it. <laughs> And I remember, just sit, <laughs> I remember just watching it and just being like, oh, fuck, man. I got to scrub my bathtub. Like, what am, I, <laughs> what am I doing watching this? And maybe everything you're saying is true, and I just didn't appreciate it at that time. But it was just like, I, I just remember watching that movie and thinking like, oh, damn it. I want my two hours back. No, it, was, it was a tight movie. Yeah. Dude. So it, it, was, it was really cool. Like, we were, I really enjoyed that movie. And, like, I remember, like, seeing it when it first came out. And, like, and I was watching it, and that scene came on where... The monster's like chilling there with them, and you don't know it's there until it pans on them. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like when that scene came <laughs> on, and my parents were living with me at the time. My dad was like, "What the fuck's going on in here?" And like, I, I yeah. that scene scared the crap out of me. But it, it, was, it was cool. It was a, I. I think someone enjoyed. told me to watch that, but then I was just like, I think I just like downloaded it, and then I just let it sit there. <laughs> I thought you should, all I remember you, you should that. definitely. It's worth the watch. I, I thought it was pretty it. good. It was, it was really cool. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it is it is worth. You got thirty one days to check it out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this next one, it's like really straying away from everything that we probably talked about somewhat. Um, but I really like it, and it has like what I like about it is that it's funny, it's cute, but it has a little bit of horror in there. 
And it's Gremlins. I was about to say, oh, <laughs> dude, is she going to say Gremlins? Dude, I actually have a Gremlins lunchbox. Dude, like, I love it. I have a little gizmo that I got, like, in a shop in um, L.A. And then um, I do have something else. Oh, and then I, that's one of the, I don't really buy movies, but that was one of the movies that I actually bought. You can get like, it at Target for $5 right now. I got a gizmo, gizmo right? Oh, oh, no. Gizmo's oh, DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think I had a gizmo. I was like, oh, Target has this gizmo? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, that one I got in some shop in LA. It, oh. it was like a novelty, like collectible store. But, yeah, no, I can rewatch watch that movie. Oh, to me, God. like, every person. <laughs> it is so cute. Like, I would need to have a little Mogwai like that at home. That sings to me. I, I love that movie, but I think <laughs> Gremlins 2, like, I the never new watched, I never watched it at all. It's bad. I, they had some triple Blu-ray plaque at pack. It was... Gremlins, Gremlins 2, and the Goonies, and a triple Blu-ray thing. It was yeah. like 10 bucks at Target. Oh, yeah. That's oh, kind of yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it. Nice little sandwich there. Oh, yeah. It's I think like- I like that movie, too, because, like, growing up as a kid in the 80s, like, Ke- Phoebe Cates was, like, the shit. She's like, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is, like, <laughs> the hottest girl ever back in the 80s. Like, And then I just also really liked it because I think, like, I hear a lot of people say, hey, what I watch all the time for Christmas is a Christmas story. And this is what I would watch. I've never like, seen a Christmas story. For Christmas. You don't. Ah, it's, yeah, yeah, I'll probably never it's watch like it. I'll never go to the fair. Series. I'll never watch Christmas story. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. We Gremlins will never date then, all right? All right. Gremlins was my shit. Gremlins is incredible. I, I, I do love that movie. And it's like, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, if you were going to watch, like, I'm glad you brought up Christmas. Like, if you have a cool family and they're like, hey, let's put a movie on, like, Grimms would be a perfect like like yeah. sit down with the family. Like, yeah. all Thanks. Too, it's not too out there or anything like that. Who was it? Steven Spielberg that did this? Yeah, well, I think Spielberg he produced, produced it. Joe Dante and Joe Dante is the guy who did The Howling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a yeah Joe Dante. Joe, yeah, Joe Dante did it. Yeah. It yeah. didn't have like a pretty racist scene like when they get the the uh, the gremlin from the Asian guy. I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really. See I, I need it to watch it again. I haven't I seen mean, that movie in probably like ten years. It was a Reagan era. Every time, every time, every time I go get Chinese food from Pan Express, I imagine they're gonna try to sell me Gremlin with one. <laughs> Are you sure you want the beef and broccoli? This is a one star review. I'm talking. All right, I'm talking yeah, my ass. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. No, no. I was gonna say also like I think you have brought up Jacob the fact that like you like it when you know you can laugh at one of these types of movies, and I'm just like yes. Ah. So yeah, honestly, oh, that yeah. was my my top. It's got a sick Three. soundtrack, and the grounds are hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bar scene, oh. and they're all like poker and shit. Yeah, I shit. love that movie. Oh, yeah, that was a, a good, real good movie, man. It's a good movie. I do Fuck really yeah. love that movie. Good job, Monica. So this is top three already, right? Dang. Yeah, it's your. Yeah. This is my three. Okay, so um. This is a movie. I think you hated this movie. I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies. I've been. I actually just bought this on DVD because I gotta have it. This is uh, House of the Devil, the Ty West movie. I didn't hate it. I just oh, thought it was boring. It's so boring, dude. dude <laughs> Sorry, I man. love this movie. I couldn't. I'm, I could. I could not get into it. Dude. Love this. Movie. I heard about I the hype train, that. dude, and I. I tried to watch it, and I'm just like. Dude, I love this movie. It has that 80s vibe that I like. I like the soundtrack. There's even a dance sequence at one point. Who's in that? No one. No, There's no one famous in is it. Is that one of like, those? Uh, like, Tom really, Noonan like, is like, I think the only famous guy in the The older okay. guy? Yeah. Tom Noonan, yeah. I had a feeling. I was like, I'm And he's in two different Ty West movies. That's what just Oh, yeah, he is. Tom Noonan, he was also in the Monster Squad. Um, he was also in Manhunter, yep. the Red Dragon. He was in tons of X-Files movies. He was in Heat. 
Um, he was in a bunch of movies. Damn, and Gregopedia. He, and and yeah. he, he was the guy in the wheelchair where they're talking. Robert De Niro's talking to him at his house, and that he's the dude in the wheelchair, and he's talking about like the bank and shit like that. What movie? And he? he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang, Greg. Damn, Gregopedia strikes I again. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say about this movie. Boy, let me interrupt right here. Dude, I love that movie. I love the fact that it like plays with that whole like nineteen seventies like witch hunt vibe that's going yeah. on with like and and uh it kinda ties into my next movie. That's actually why I was like, Oh, it's perfect at number three. Perfect. Cause this is this movie I think is the baby to my like number one and number two picks because mm-hmm. it's like a total homage to those movies. And that's what really, really made me like fall in love with this movie. That it was a it was a slow paced movie. It like builds up the burn to the point where it's like, all right, all right, you're gonna get something scary at the very end, and you kind of have to wait for it for a really long time. And it's like, I liked it. I love the I love the overall vibe to it. Like it has that weird seventies. I did like that. Too. That is one thing I did like about the movie. Was the big I appreciate homage. that. Yeah, it was they, the big old mosh attention to detail and, and stuff like that. I, I might not it. love Disneyland, but I love their appreciation yeah. or their attention to detail. I love. Yeah, I loved yeah, a lot of things. And and fun fact that eclipse that just happened like not that long ago that's the eclipse that happens in that movie. So. Oh okay. Oh. So if a baby my my um my uh not niece what is it called when it's a boy? Nephew. 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 <laughs> my, my, my nephew. My nephew was born. Nephew was born on the day of the eclipse. So I'm kind of hoping that it's the antichrist. So. Oh, wow, which leads into my number two movie. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Uh, the son of a bitch. So number two is the OG Omen. Yes. Oh shit! Yes. Man. And the reason why I put it at number two is it goes back to what I was talking about that reality. Where, you know, I grew up in a very religious household where, you know, uh, the, 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 like, Jesus is coming back. And before he does, you know, the Antichrist is going to arise. And I remember thinking when I was a little kid, and I was like, man, that'd be a sick-ass horror movie. Not, know, not knowing that the, the, the Omen was actually a, a real movie. And, I mean, I heard of it, like, in the background, you know, like when people bring up their lists or whatever. And my mom would talk about how she, you know, would go to uh, McDonald's as a teenager and put magic mushrooms in her milkshake. God damn. <laughs> and go watch, like, The Exorcist wow. and, like, The Omen when she was a kid. She said she got, like, or not as a kid, as a teenager. And, like, would get freaked the fuck out or whatever. And I never knew what the movie was about. Until I got like my first Blu-ray player at uh, Best Buy, and uh, when you got your Blu-ray player, you got to, your choice of like ten free Blu-rays, right? And like this is Best Buy, like going all out, right? And so I was like, I can't miss this sale. And so I got like one of the Blu-rays was like the remake of the Omen, and I remember watching it, thinking like, oh, this is like an alright movie. And I was like, I wonder how like the original is. And so I remember like this is like right when like you know legal downloading took place. Lime yeah, all that. <laughs> it took me like six days to download it. But I remember watching it and just being like, "Fuck, man, this is good as hell." And just like Poltergeist, like it didn't scare me, but it left me like that weird feeling, mm-hmm. especially like when it got to the part where like he has to go dig up the, the the real mom's grave and it's like a fucking dead dog or whatever, and or a a jackal or whatever. And I just remember just like have that raw feeling it's kind of like watching like like the the anime version of the little mermaid where she dies at the end <laughs> you're like you just feel like this like like your gut drop you're just like what the fuck like that's fucked up and, then, and that's why i put the omen on there just because like it draws out like that those real feelings that like you know if i'm sitting there watching like carrie like which i fucking hate 
Like I sit there and I watch those movies and I'm like, oh, this is stupid as fuck. It's like, like a sad movie. Yeah, but still, yeah, I never thought Carrie was scary. I never like, thought scary. I thought it was just well, I'm just bad. like, I'm looking at my list of movies that I fuck, like horror movies that I hate, or like The Witch, yeah. where it's just like, oh god, that is a slow movie. <laughs> I think, yeah, this is this is stupid. That's slow even for me. I just put the House of the Devil on my list. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like that, like that, like you get rewarded so much in that movie, and it like it draws out to me like good art. It lasts for years and it makes you feel things and like the original omen made me feel something like it wasn't like i wasn't afraid i wasn't scared it left me with this uneasy feeling which i think that's like the sign of a good horror movie which is cool because like honestly like you know we all i think we all read you know when we were in school we were like told to read these books that eventually became movies or already had movies out there and the omen was the first book that i actually <laughs> read willingly i think we were dropping off something like at a thrift store and then I just I was like 60 cents and you know, it was like old <laughs> you know, old book and I was like and I actually read it it was easy to read and everything and then eventually I watched the original and I can barely remember the original but I remember reading that whole entire thing I think I was like 13 too and I never watched the new one I don't know about the new eh. one but yeah no that was an honorable mention of one. yeah <laughs> for sure it, to me yeah that's like if the first movie never existed Omen would be my number one don't look at my list, Greg. I don't know what he's talking. I don't know any of it. I got I four eyes. It. I can see it. <laughs> All right, Greg. Uh, so my number two. Oh, I guess you could say it's my number two. Like I said, not wasn't really in order, but uh, you don't the follow or- rules well, Greg. The, the original Alien. Oh, I'm not a great pick. I, uh, Ridley Scott's Alien. Absolutely. Great Absolutely. Absolutely. The original Alien is definitely, definitely up there. Definitely up there for me. The that was a very crazy movie. Like, even I love watching it even now. Like the, the kind of like the soundtrack is like just Jared Goldsmith's soundtrack to like the whole movie is very subtle sometimes and very quiet and like special effects were obviously awesome because it was nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. It was really Scott, um, and they had H R Geiger or Geiger, excuse me. Like, um, <laughs> that's how you say of course, it. Um, get it right. I'll boy. say this too, like. Um, I talk about this in the podcast a lot, like, and it's not to, well, anyways, uh, me and my cut, me and my older cousin, we had this like secret rivalry going around. Like, if he liked like punk rock, I was into heavy metal. He was super into Star Wars. I was like into Alien because this is like it is to me. It's like the the answer to like Star Wars. If Star Wars was like the the fun like. Oh, let's let's no. have a space journey. <laughs> like, not even close. Not Alien is the not ant- even close. Alien is not the antithesis close, of that to me. Uh, uh, that's a that's a big no. That's, that's not. No, I thought you were gonna say Predator or some shit. No, no, that's not not even close. <laughs> I, I gotta agree. That's like you might as well say Gone with the Wind. Like it's that way off. I mean, yeah, they're both. No, that, that's why. But that's why though, because <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, because. Well, if you wanted to say, oh, just because it's space related. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. That's a very broad spectrum. I thought no, you were going to say Star Trek. I thought you were going to say something no, else. No, no. Star Trek came out way before Star Wars. No, but I thought that's where you were going with that. I oh, was like, no, no, no. But, um, no, it, I love, like I said, I love it. And even though it's just, even though it's just a guy in a suit, <laughs> it's cool and it's creepy. Like, the special effects are awesome. The storyline was great. Like, they didn't, like, there was no alien queen because there was no aliens yet. So yeah. you don't know where did it come from, you know? Like, where did the facehugger come from? Like, this, this, that, and the other. Because, like, in the original ending, <laughs> in the original fucking ending of that movie, 
she sees the captain like cocooned in an egg and the original storyline of the alien was that like it could reproduce on its own yeah. it didn't need a queen that was yeah. taken out like if you watch the director's cut of the movie like Ripley sees the captain like cocooned in an egg and he's like still talking like but he's, his voice is like very hoarse yeah. he's like go oh, kill me kill me kill me and he's like becoming an alien pretty much yeah. and like that's what the original and then they reshot it of course and it was, what do you different. think about the new one that came out Alien Covenant, it, it was okay, but, like, the thing that pissed me off is that, like, I really enjoyed Prometheus, and so, like, I was pissed because it seems like, I mean, I was really stoked that Ridley Scott was going to be doing it, obviously, I mean, because it's the OG guy, you know, the king, like, coming back to take the crown, I guess, or whatever, but, like, you know, I was, I was really stoked on it, but I remember, like, walking out kind of disappointed, like, I think they could have done so much more with that movie, and I think what they should have done instead of making Alien Covenant is maybe do Prometheus the... Prometheus No, they were going to do um, a sequel to Aliens. And it was going to be that Neil Blankoff guy who did um, District 9 and all those other movies. Like, he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be really cool. And it was going to have... Um, Sigourney Weaver gonna be, was going to be in it. Um, Michael Bain, the guy who played the Hicks, the guy who's like... They kind of like... You can tell they kind of start like liking each other towards the end of the Aliens movie. Like, the second-in-command guy that makes it with them. And then, like, it was going to be a direct sequel to Aliens. It was not going to give a shit about what Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection said. Yeah. Like, I was... That and that cool. kind of, like, went on the back burner. But, no, I mean, Covenant was okay. I, I think they could have done a lot more with it. Um, I was kind of bummed out because in that movie, they actually tell you where the alien comes from. And I was kind of, like, really bummed, like... Because you wanted the... the I wanted it to be something more than... I won't give it away. But I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be something more than it was. Uh-huh. It seemed like the the whole idea for like 30, 35 years is where, where did the alien come from? Like, where did the xenomorph come from? And so it's just like, in this movie, they kind of just like, here. And that's the end you want to watch. Yeah, I feel like they should have kept that secret. I agree with you on that. I was kind of bummed out. Like, mystery, when, yeah. Well, like, when I found out what it was, and I was like, oh, like, really, dude? Like, <laughs> we all, this, we watched it while we were on a day off we had on tour, and we were like, oh, we are so fucking stoked to see this movie. Like, fuck yeah, man, Alien Covenant. Like, gonna be yeah. I had all and I had all the action figures from the aliens when I was a kid, man. The, uh, all the Kenner, Kenner made them. The same company that made the, all the Star Wars Power of the Force action figures. Like, I had all the crazy shit. I had the Alien vs. Predator video game for SNES, dude. Like, yeah, all, all the, the Navy shit. Seals. The Navy Seals. What? Isn't it? Oh, the Colonial Marine. Oh, the oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that shit was tight, dude. Yeah. I had, but no, the original Alien is definitely... Alien, the original Alien, Alien and... Excuse me, Alien and Predator are both yeah. definitely... Fuck yeah. I'll let you see, do that. Predator... That's fair. See, Predator is definitely, of course, more than, more of an action movie. Fuck of course. yeah. That's the of best course. action movie of all time. Of course, but then they add... Oh, fuck, there's a monster hunting them in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like... Fuck. Like, it's just... It, it was cool, because it was like an action movie, but... Oh, here's this extra element brought in that you didn't you think was going to be this ugly mother yeah and of course I mean it was over the top with Arnold and stuff like that I, I love know. that movie <laughs> oh, I love that movie too I mean it was, it was a great yeah. movie like you said I would, so I would say Alien and Predator would both be up there for sure okay alright All right. fine number two Monica I recently watched that I was told to watch that it's fuck really yeah cool. <laughs> um, number two we kind of touched base on that too um, The Strangers that oh, one, it's pretty high. It's pretty high because that was like, which I, I once again, I am bringing up the fact that to me it reaches like, you know, suspense, maybe even closer to drama than horror in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just, but I just like the whole fact of it that in the beginning it's more like, 
hey, like, they just gonna fight, you don't know what it's really about, and it drags on. It's like one of those movies that, I, I mean, I was talking shit about Walking Dead earlier, because it's just like the same shit. It's like, yeah. apparently, you know, it's pretty much a loop. And this seemed kind of a loop in a sense, like, but honestly, for it being a loop, it was, you know, a movie, it was way longer, you know, and it kept me entertained, and I love that. I love that feeling of being on itch. I think that's why I look for when it comes to movies, like, that will make me not even look at a detail sometimes. Just the fact that it makes me feel like, oh shit, like, what's gonna happen? Oh wow, like, and I'm over here not even yelling at the TV or anything, it's just me quiet because I wanna be quiet because I'm like, oh my god, you don't miss nothing. I'm gonna mess something up for them, you know? I'm putting myself in the movie there. And I just remember that <laughs> specific scene. This is like the third movie, yeah, I think I've mentioned the two that freaked me out. This is like the third movie that I watched. I think um, a cousin gave me like a bunch of DVDs and that was in there. And I remember there's a scene where you know the i think it was what's her name Liv tyler like looking into the camera and she's like looking around and you see something the camera kind of zooms and you see something right behind when it panels back it's it's not there and then you're yeah. like what the fuck is that where'd so you see that you know where to go and then afterwards you know like i like how it started you know when they first show the ending or technically what happened and then they carry on with the movie i was like yes this this is what I like. This is what I live. And for. it's real. Like this is something yeah, that could really Yeah, and it's happen. like once again, yeah. it goes back to the whole reality thing that it could actually happen. I, yeah. I bet there's similar cases to it. You know. Yeah. So I really, really like that. That's why it was pretty up there. There's a couple of little cool things that I like about that. I know that the director would tell Liv Tyler like, "Hey, so like in this shot right here, something's gonna pop out from right here. So just be ready as you're reading your line. Just be ready for that." So, like, he would do that. So she'd be, like, expecting something. And then in reality, it would be coming from a different angle. And he would do that on purpose just to, like, fuck with her. Or he would make her, like... Even though I think she had, like, a, like strep throat or, like, tons of or something like that during the filming of that. He would make her, like, run laps and then, like, do the... Shoot the thing. So she just looks like she's, like, sweatier and, like, more out of breath for that movie. I, I really, really liked that movie. It was, it was, like, heavily being considered for me to be my, like, number 10. But obviously, I went with a different one. But I love that movie. And I know that the, the, the director picked it, like, like one of the things that made him, like, really into it was when he was a kid, somebody knocked on his door and asked, I forgot what the girl, like, the girl asked for another girl's name. Hey, is, does so-and-so live here? And then, um, the, uh, Liv Tyler's character is like, no, she doesn't live here, you have the wrong house. Like, that's, that's, like, a direct thing that happened to him as a kid so like that's why he was so into like making that movie and then also you know like it has to do with like the manson murders and things oh, like yeah. that oh yeah i didn't so, think about that yeah. yeah it has a lot to do with the manson murders um and like that's why it, that was like why it says like it's based on an actual event or something because it's more of like the manson murders and stuff so no that was another, that was another movie where i i didn't really like it when i first saw it and then a couple times after i've seen it i'm like oh yeah it was I liked it a lot. Like, it was very... It was a very... I was like... I think it's probably one of the coolest, like, home, those home invasion movies, I guess you could say. Yeah. I would say that one is kind of like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. It was very, it's very intense. Yeah. I think that's my standout one in that. Yeah, that one... That one... Yeah. The only reason I went with uh, Your Next is because it's got, like, the slash grindhouse vibe to it. So, that's the only reason. But that one was, like... Also, have you seen Hush? No. Oh, where she's like deaf or blind or something. She's like deaf. That. Yeah. She's deaf. Yeah. It's pretty good. I really like that movie. I'm not like I said, I'm not a big fan of like those home invasion films, but I did like I did like the Stranger Stranger yeah. type. I think you would like Hush. Okay. Hush. So we're, I guess we're at the, the the finale of it. Um, so can I get a drum roll? 
Yeah, this is my number two. I have my number two. No, that. Fuck you. They're not going over your shit. So yeah. So like going off of the Manson murders, this guy's wife was killed during the Manson murders. Oh. Um. What guy? Norman Pulaski. Pulaski? No, Norman Pulaski. Yeah. 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 This is Rosemary's Baby. I fucking love Rosemary's Baby. Like, Rosemary's Baby, to me, is, like, it fucking creeped me the fuck out. And, and again, like, um, with the House of the Devil and things like that, I felt like they were just kind of, like, these are the children of Rosemary's Babies. Like, people that grew up watching Rosemary's Baby, where it's, like, a slow burn movie, where you have, like, this female character in a big world and like they make her look weak and as the movie goes on she starts becoming her own character and you don't know who to trust and everything's kind of fucking with you everything like you can't trust the world around you I love it and then again this is the second movie that has a rape scene in it that's pretty intense so this is when the girl gets raped by the devil it's pretty intense pretty satanic yeah so like yeah it's a I love I already love this movie, dude. Like, it's stylistically, like... And then, uh, what's her name? The... Damn it. The Mia... What was Mia Farrow? Mia Farrow. Like, I didn't know this, but she was married to Frank Sinatra. And then, during the filming of this movie, she actually divorced Frank Sinatra. Just because, like, Frank Sinatra was like, Hey, you don't spend enough time. I'm filming a movie, too. You gotta come spend some time with me. And she was like, nah. Like, this is really important. He was, also an, he was also an alcoholic and a womanizer. Yeah. And so, like, they divorced, yeah. and then, like, she never saw him again after that. But, yeah, like... Good. Like, and if, if you watch that movie, like, she... I don't know if she actually loses weight. Like, after she, after she cuts her hair, and she, like... Lo- it looks like she loses, like, 30 pounds and gets pale as a... Like, she goes from being, like, this very, like, colorful, like, girly character to the point where she's, like, almost boyish and, like... Yeah. It looks completely different it's even shot like mm-hmm. when these weird things like you s- and then I didn't realize this like during like prep for this I was like I would watch this like little mini documentary where they point out that in this movie you're either seeing shots of her of her eyes or you're seeing her point of view uh, like camera frames and I never noticed that until like they pointed that out huh. where like there's like a scene at the very end where she finally sees her baby and like she's like no no what, what's wrong with his eyes and like you see, like, the her husband, like, in the background, like, kind of, like, just walk out of frame and, like, go into a different room. And, like, it's all shot from, like, her point of view. And I never noticed that. It's just... Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, that's fucking, like, genius. Like, I don't know. I love that movie. That's why it's my number two. So do you want to do honorable mentions now, or what do you want to do? We're going to do number one. Number one? Well, let's do honorable mentions before we get into it. Let's just roll through them. We don't have to yeah. give right. a... And then if you want to throw in the ones you hate, you can as well. But um, for me, the honorable mention, these are ones that just just outside of my top ten. Um, and I want to start with The Shining. Um, I mean, that's an all-time classic. I just think that the ten that I have on here, I like a lot better. Like Greg said, I can watch these more than I can watch yeah. The Shining. Um, of course, Alien, Silence of the Lambs, um, It Follows, which we went over. And then we had ones like it, Evil Dead 2. I, like I said... Cabin in the Woods, I felt like was did it did it better, and then um, two of them that I put on here. Uh, one's kind of a joke, <laughs> but and then one's real. Um, Nosferatu, I'll start with the real one. The original Nosferatu, I think, is like one of the best like just general movies of all time, and then because that's how a vampire movie should be, um, and then the, <laughs> the joke one is Tales from the Hood. Like, 
Yeah. You can't be a ghetto child and not appreciate that movie. Special edition. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, anyways, uh, any honorable um, mentions? So here? I, I don't really have like I, I have so many movies that it's really hard for me to do honorable mentions. But some, a couple, I wrote them down. A couple that came to my mind. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's Ooh. my favorite vampire movie. Like yeah. I love it. That's a great movie. Except with the exception Eerie, of Keanu Reeves' Eerie terrible Eerie. accent. But oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he, like he's trying to do a British accent. And that's that's Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. Gary Oldman is in it. Oh yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, Anthony Hopkins is in it as well. And a writer. Um, it's a badass fucking movie. I love. I love. And the special effects. Rick Baker did that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Um, the first two Hellraisers. Yeah. I love those. Those were really sick. Yeah. They Live, of course. Is on there. I thought you um, put that in. Oh, you put that I in. Put that no, in. No, I love They Live to Death. Um, Big Trouble in Little China is really good, even though it's not really a horror movie. It's kind of like more sci-fi. But Big Trouble, I love Big Trouble. Any any John Carpenter stuff. Kurt Russell. Kurt, yeah, just Kurt Russell's being a badass dude. Um, I also really really enjoy Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Um, wow. Jason Lives. Is that the one where the black guy boxes him on the roof? That is uh, that was part eight takes Manhattan. Oh, okay. so that, that is, uh, damn! My bad. Yes, that is funny as fuck. Though. Yeah. So they killed Jason and the final chapter. That was supposed to be the end. Yeah. Like and, and the original, the original end because he dies. Fucking Corey Feldman like cuts the shit out of him with that machete and then he's dead. Of course. Yeah, and then so then they did part five, which was a new beginning, and that had nothing to do with Jason. It was just some guy pretending to be pretending him. like he just like wore a mask, and then part six is Corey Feldman's character from part four all grown up and he comes out of a mental institution he's going to burn Jason's remains. Uh So of course in the process of him going to burn Jason's remains with his homie um, they dig up Jason's body and then like lightning strikes Jason's body and it brings him back to life. (laughs) And dude the special effects are so fucking sick like and uh, you know the movie's making fun of itself yeah. When the opening scene, it's Jason walking into a black and white screen, a black and white screen like James Bond, and then he turns and throws a machete at the camera, and the blood falls down like like the golden oh, eye when okay. he shoots yeah, yeah, him. James Bond shoots him, yeah, because like that. There's like there's like a triple decapitation sequence in this movie, and that movie has like the best kills. Yeah. Out of all of them, to me, it has the best kills, and it was like they revital. It was like a revitalization of like the franchise, and it was. It was pretty tight, and it was like making fun of itself in a way. But no, and it, it was tight. Like I said, OG. Like I, I really enjoyed Ghoulies when I was a kid. Like that movie was kind of goofy. Um, I'm trying to see other movies that like I liked when I was a kid that I would I could say like honorable mentions. It's just really hard because there's like so many movies that I have, and it's like really hard to <laughs> to get like a narrow fucking thing down. But it's all good. Um, that movie House was really good. Um, the kid and play movie. House party. House party. These <laughs> fool. But uh, no, there's there's quite a bit, but I, it's the only few I can think of at the time. How about you, Monica? Okay, my favorite. Which oh wait, honorable mention. No, honorable mention. Just kidding. Okay, so honorable mentioned. Uh, definitely six cents. Honestly. Ooh. That one actually, I think of it as more as like a sad movie. It made me cry. It made me cry like twice. So, but I mean, I I, I still really liked it. Um. I did, we already talked about Get Out and The Omen, of course. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I really like Crimson Peak, but I don't know whether to consider Dude, that. Dude, I love Crimson Peak. Peak. I love That was a weird-ass movie. It was there, and it's Gary the photo, so that's why I kind of think I'm a little biased towards it. This has got some violent-ass scenes in there. 
Like, yeah. It's exactly. like, I put it in the horror genre. I mean, to me, it's a I newer movie. It's like. Is it the one with Tom Hiddleton? It's yes. The, yeah, they're and like making wax or something. Oh, I fucking hated that movie. Really? Yeah. I really like it. I just hate Tom Hiddleton. Oh, well, that's a different story. But yeah. I Loki. really. Yeah, I really did like Princess Peak. And even like. Um, what is that big C word you guys throw at me? Cinematography. Cinematography. Whatever. Cinematography. I kind of liked how like uh, like the big houses and just even the landscapes there looked. It looked a little bit off, but I think it went well with the movie. Um, the whole movie was off, honestly. It, and you could tell, like, I saw some like kind of little parallels when it came to like also the way um, that Pan's Labyrinth is kind of like you know the whole uh, yeah. the whole artistic approach to it, which I Clever really bastard. did like too. That's actually one of my favorite movies too, and. This one, don't laugh at me. Um, Mothman Prophecies. I'm not, oh, that was a creepy fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Mothman Prophecies. I was just doing Mothman research there. That's it. Like, like I was doing a lot of Maybe Mothman. Because there's like the Chicago Owlman that I was researching because of some podcasts that Jacob told me was. <laughs> well, to me, it was just like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched this movie beforehand, and then I just saw that scene, you know, with the, build, with the bridge falling and yeah. everything, and. I was like, okay, and then eventually, I, you know, at the end it tells you that it did happen, and I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. shit, I gotta look for this up and south. So I did, and then I, you know, ran to the whole thing that people, you know, actually do believe in this, like, I have seen similar, you know, looking thing, you know, around, and I was like, oh, shit, like, who was in that Richard Gere? Richard Gere, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Richard Gere. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm glad you guys kind of approved of that, but yeah. those are my honorable mentions. What about you? I love the when he's talking to him too. The chap phone. Like, that always gives me goosebumps. That always gives me goosebumps. Too. <laughs> Speaking of Richard Greer, I didn't put this in my honorable mentions, but um, he is in uh, Primal Fear. Primal oh, Fear is yeah. incredible. Like it's not really a horror movie, but I just gotta give it some love. Yeah, it is a pretty uh, good movie. So Primal Fear, Halloween. I was like, it was in my honorable mentions. The Blair Witch Project. I fucking love the Blair Witch Project. Strangers. Black Swan, I love. Oh, Get Out was in my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Lost Highway, just because I love that movie. Kevin in the Woods. Starry Eyes. It's kind of a newer movie. The soundtrack was tied to that movie. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. That's kind of one of those. American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Communion. And then Planet Terror, just because it's. I couldn't put it on there, although I love Planet Terror. Oh, okay. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. And then if I had to, like, throw, like. Were we doing that? We're throwing movies under the bus, movies that we don't like? Yeah, fuck them. Oh, shit. That, okay. that, will, that will come very soon, my So, child. like, <laughs> okay, so, like, I talked about, like, found footage movies and how I hated found footage movies. The Paranormal Activity movies fucking suck dick. <laughs> you know, the first one? Dude, yeah, we're I, not on that level yet. We're not talking I about I could that. not stand that shit. I couldn't stand that shit. I felt like I couldn't do it, man. I could not do that. So. I saw the the first movie before they added in before it got bought by Paramount. Before uh-huh. it bought, got bought by Paramount, it was just an indie film, and that before Oren Pelly got involved and they did all their Hollywood magic on it. But Glad you said something about that, Greg, because that leads me. Exactly. I might as well just say it. That's my number one. The original Paranormal Activity. And when I say the original Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. the one you're talking about, was that where the ending wasn't where. Where, where she, she just jumps at the camera. Yeah. Not, no. no, no. It's where she's just sitting there like this uh-huh. for like. Yeah. Don't they do that as like one of the alternate? It's endings? an all considered an alternate. Yeah. But that's the, the OG ending. It is. And it's the creepiest one too. And she's there for like five days, isn't she? Like yeah, like going like this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the one the police find her. Uh huh. Okay. And they shoot her. Yeah. 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 
And I love that. And it, it, it's just total. Because after two, three, four, five, six, and the one they did in Oxnard, it's like bullshit. But like the original one, again, going back to the original 30 Days of uh, Horror, I was in my apartment. I literally only had my Dallas Cowboy recliner and my computer chair is my only piece of furniture as well as a 70-inch TV in my house. <laughs> so I have this like two-bedroom apartment all to myself, no furnishings, and Ben brings over the original, original Paranormal Activity. We sit there and we watch it. Ben goes home. I'm upstairs. My, my apartment's upstairs, and I'm hearing like all these weird noises, and I'm, I go right back to when I was like six years old, and we moved into my mom's house, and it's like, you know, possessed or whatever. And that movie, that's the whole premise of that movie is just like a possession, you know, like demonic activity. And like it start, it just brought me right back to me being six years old, going through that. And to this day, it's the only movie that's ever like scared me. Now, is it the best horror movie? Is it like on the artistic level of, you know, Nosferatu or uh, fucking the original Omen or anything like that? No, it is, it is quite cheesy, but it's one of those movies that struck that chord. And it's to this day the only movie that has ever scared me. And it's because, also about what you don't see. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just, everything that happened in that movie is what I experienced when I was six. And like to me, that that's what's creepy. And it's just like, it, it cements in my mind like, okay, what I saw when I was six wasn't just, you know, a kid having like, you, you know, it, you know, blowing something out of proportion. You know, like shit like this really does happen. So that's my number one. I know you hate that movie, but I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't really go back and watch that movie a lot. But to me, if I'm basing it off of you know what a horror movie is supposed to do, it's the only movie that's ever scared me. So I got to put it at number one. Yeah, it was it was really cool watching it as an indie film before it got bought by like a major studio, because in the middle when he's watching like that concert on TV. They changed the music. It's a that's a dying it's a dying fetus song that he's listening to in the original in the original uh-huh. in the original movie, and then they cut it out and it, I forgot what music they added in. Ben Fold Five or I'm some shit. Ben Fold Five, his cover of <laughs> fucking that rap song. What is the cover that Ben Folds does? Oh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. No, no, that was some other band. Oh. It's the uh, like get the fuck out after you're done. He does. It's that song. Bitches ain't shit. Oh ben yeah. Ben Folds did a cover. Bitches ain't shit. That's I don't right. even know who Ben Folds is. You know, ben, ah. But anyways, um, but anyway, so no, and like that was cool. And then like I love the original ending, like what Jacob was talking about, how she just like, rocks. She's back. just rocking back and forth for like four days, and then like the cops show up, and she has the knife in her hand, obviously. Oh yeah. And she's like, "What happened? What happened? Where's Mika? Where's Mika?" Blah blah. blah. So the cops, sh- and like they're telling her to put the knife down. So it ends up being a f- like a charade, and they shoot her, and then all of a sudden you hear like the walking around upstairs and all the lights turn on and the cops are like there's still somebody here and then it ends right yeah. there that was a sick ending and but and even some of the newer ones like I've watched them all as they put them on Netflix you know and like they're all, I'm not really into them but there'll be like one or two scenes in the movie where I'm like shit like I think it was number four <laughs> 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 oh, is it in the like grandparents I, I see I like the third one there. really back to the oh 80s. my god I, I thought that was kind of cool I thought that was kind of cool because oh. it goes to show that like I, it's like a prequel, and it goes to show like why everything's happening. That's the only reason why I liked it because it was part of the backstory. Okay. okay. I still like the second one scared the shit out of me the most though. I had and trouble I don't sleeping. Remember even the second one. I I remember like especially that scene when she goes downstairs and all of a sudden all the cabinets open. I jumped the fuck up in the movie theater like holy shit! Like it scared the crap out of me. I think like, I had a roommate by that time, so I wasn't scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, all the other ones kind of lame like. 
there'll be a scene here and there, and the other, and like the newer ones where like, oh shit, you know, like, yeah. that, that's it. But um, the overall, like, it doesn't carry over with you. Oh hell no, hell no, no. Anyway. No. Yeah, so what's your number one? So wait, 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 shut up. I want to save you for last, okay? <laughs> so, like, we'll come back to you. So, Monica, what's your number one? Well, Art already brought it up, which is mm-hmm. another baby. But once again, I do feel like I really, really like them. I think that was, like, what I considered horror. Like, the first movie that I actually watched, I was like, okay, this is definitely, like, there's no doubt in my mind about it. And I did like how, once again, it wasn't cheesy, it wasn't gory. Um, I did notice that. That's what I was also going to point out. To me, honestly, I thought that she just looked weaker towards the end because she was supposedly pregnant with this devil baby. Yeah. So that's honestly what I thought about. And I did get a chuckle when she cut her hair. And he's like, you cut your hair, why'd you cut your hair? You look beautiful, but that hair looks ugly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah. Something snarky like that. Yeah. But just regardless, like I said, me, the fear of pregnancy is just like always in the back of my mind so like that whole thing i'm just like they play with the idea of like abortion in there too and like it has like this women's liberation vibe going on where like you know she doesn't want to lose the baby she's like no if i talk to the doctor he's gonna want me to have an abortion and i'm not gonna do that and like so they uh, I, there's so many things that just, i like, love the time about that on, like even like her i i do also like how they made every character kind of look if that makes sense like even the neighbors and stuff like the neighbor lady that always goes and like feeds her whatever the hell takes her yeah the stuff. milk to yeah her like milk. i do like that like i i also like i said sometimes tension detail this one like i could just rewatch like honestly like over and over again and not get tired of it i think that's also one of my big things because i don't tend to buy movies unless i really like them and that's one of the movies that yeah and i this is something that i'll actually rewatch. and even if i buy some movies i'll never watch them but this one for sure definitely so that was that was my top one. I fucking love that movie. And even, like, the little... The opening scene of her... I think it's it's her. It's the main girl. Also the music. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's the one doing that little, like, baby, like... That, like, lullaby kind of yeah. thing, too. That's her singing it. So I thought that was, like, genius. There's, like, so many little genius things about that movie. Yeah, and even towards the end, I kind of felt like I wasn't sure, like, how it really ended. Like, does she just go along with, like, what they told her to do and just be a mother to this baby? Or does she... I think she does... I don't know. I don't. To me, it kind of seemed like I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it, but to me, it did seem kind of like she did. But at the same time, it's like did she really? Because <laughs> it's a devil baby, <laughs> you know. But she did want to kill it at one point when she had that knife, and she was oh, like, yeah, willing yeah, yeah. to like go stab it. But yeah. Anyways, my turn. Yep. All right. Mine is the thing prequel. <laughs> because it's just a thousand times better than the original. It, like, this, guy's so, this guy's just trying to fuck with me right now. No <laughs> it, took, it took everything that the original. This guy's so stupid. Get the fuck <laughs> what's your what's your real number one? Okay, my real number one is The Shining. The Shining. I love The Shining. The Shining is probably the movie I watched the most on this list. It's the movie that introduced me to the whole like moon landing conspiracy theory. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. It's the movie that, like, probably has the most... Maybe besides um, Suspiria, this one has, like, the second most attention to detail. Where, like, shot by shot, like, he's willing to, like, take all the carpet out, flip it backwards, and I'll shoot the scene from a different angle now. Because everything got fucked around now. So, like, Mm -hmm. just those little genius things where, like, they're in the maze. At the same time, you're kind of in the maze. They're using the maze as a metaphor because you don't know what the fuck's going on. And here's something about the maze. I took a film music class... And um, the music that's playing in the background when they're in there, because like the, the maze, I guess it starts and ends the same way. Uh-huh. 
and Bella Bartok, the guy that scored that scene, or he might have scored the whole movie, I don't know. But he, the song, or the, the, the music that's playing, it starts and ends the same exact way. So if you were to reverse it, play it in reverse, it would still be the same exact yeah. way. He, he does that a lot too, with like, um, like the idea of like the beginning and the end are like looping around and like the the, the fact that there's two twins the fact that he the his boss has two coffee mugs on his thing like everything has like this mirror image that he yep. like fucks with the entire movie where it's just two of everything Genius. so like yeah and it doesn't make sense why there's two of everything like even like when um uh, he's trapped inside the, like the meat cooler or whatever and like there's like those cans of food and like the two like the Indian brand it's like a fake brand but it's called like Indian coffee beans or something like that and all the coffee beans are like facing each other like to create this like mirror image or whatever but yeah there's a lot of like genius things where you don't know like what's what's reality like and what's just the reflection of reality there's pretty pretty genius pretty like a lot of like cerebral shit going on there and I loved it it like fucked with me as a kid because I remember the, the first thing I remember that scared me as a kid was that scene where there's like a dude dressed like a teddy bear or something oh yeah and like that scene stuck with me I was like what the <laughs> fuck was that like and then as an adult I watched it and I didn't think it was gonna be scary and it still like fucked with me and it got me like into that whole like ambient horror movies where it's like it's not like pop out like scares jump scares or whatever it's more it's like it's it's all the quiet things that you like makes yeah. makes you appreciate makes you see this shit like you have to pay attention to like the beauty in each shot and like and then when I found out that like people tied it into the moon landing conspiracy I was like even more Wait, in love with it I'm really gonna ask you about that like this is The Shining right is yeah what you're talking about? a lot of people think that Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing and so if you it's, look at if you look at the um, if you look at the uh, the the Shining movie like the little boy, like the sweater that he wears, is an uh-huh. Apollo Eleven sweatshirt. Uh, the room that That's they reaching right there. I'm the, sorry. the the room that they go into, like so, like right off the bat, like there's things that are different from the book, like and he points it out, like in the opening scene where they're driving to like the the hotel, and they see like a like a like a Volkswagen Beetle, like a red car that's been like crashed into a wall, and then like because that's what they're driving in the book. And then, like, they just drive past it, and they're driving, like, a yellow something. Kind of, like, to signify, this is my story. I'm going to tell it the way I want to tell it. So, like, there's that. There's the room that... The room is different from, like, the room that they should be staying in in the book. And a lot of people think that that's because that's the number of the studio that they filmed the moon landing in. So, there's all these little conspiracy theory things going on with it. I think that makes it fun, but something to think about, but even then, I think that's a little... Know, there's a the whole another movie it's based yeah. watch the documentary there's a documentary it's about it that ties in that. Th- called like room something yeah room 237 uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's, but not to get too much into this because we're almost at three hours <laughs> <laughs> alright sorry anyways yeah. The Shining's my movie go ahead Greg. I, I wanted to save because I wanted to save some time for Greg because as long as I've known Greg there's one thing Greg doesn't even have to tell me what his favorite goddamn fucking movie is. The Thing prequel. The Thing. He's got the Thing prequel. <laughs> Definitely John Carver's The Thing and tied with Creepshow. Oh, yeah. I knew this. Like, so fucking good. The whole reason why I wanted Greg on this podcast was to give us. I can give you three hours just on The Thing and Creepshow, dude. Yeah. But no, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I developed such like an an, an attraction to these movies so much, but. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know why I love this so much, but I do. Like I said, the storyline of the thing and like the special effects, obviously, because that set a standard for special effects. And like, 
I, I, but then again, this is another movie where I like that it was weird that it was an all male cast. It, there was no females in the movie at all. The only female oh, the is thing. the chess game. The chess game. It's like when it's talking to Kurt Russell, it's the only female in the whole movie. I thought that was different. And I liked that it was like an ensemble cast, too. Um, I liked the sense of paranoia once they find out they can't trust each other. Um, there's isolationism, you know, because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere in Antarctica. The soundtrack is good. It was Ennio Morricone, and then John Carpenter kind of helped a little bit. And it was Rob Bottin doing all the special effects. Um, I, a lot of people hate the ending because it's very bleak and misanthropic, but I love the ending. Open-ended. It's very open-ended because you don't know who's who. And I, like I said, I love that whole paranoia feeling throughout the movie where we can't trust this person. Like it plays on real emotion. Yeah, it's like how do you know you're being imitated? Does the thing know that you're being imitated? Does the thing know that you know? It's like all this crazy shit, and like no one knows what the thing actually is. It could just be except for the dog, a single cell. No, it could just be a single cell organism. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. This the dog was already infected when they when they met up with it. So the dog, the they prequel, don't, and like from the prequel, <laughs> and like even in, even in the prequel, like we the, the when you first see the thing in the prequel, it's like a bug, like a weird bug looking thing, but. You never know because the thing has imitated so many life forms over so many planets, and anything that it transforms into is something that it has imitated in the past. So that's why like, you never really know like what its form is. It's obviously left up to the imagination, but like a lot of people think it's just like a single-celled organism because one cell can like infect your whole body, and then you'll be walking around and you won't know and you're a thing until it snaps, and then you start like transforming and stuff like that. But I always loved that, and then Creepshow, I obviously really like Creepshow too. Like, not, excuse me, not Creepshow, the second one, the second one sucked, but like, the first one was really good, like, it was Stephen King and George Romero did an anthology film, all the stories are really sick, the soundtrack is tight, John Harrison did the music, it was really cool, Tom Savini did all the special effects, um, I love the fact that it was an homage to the 1950s Tales from the Crypt comic books, and it plays out like a comic book. And it has all these OG famous actors from like the fifties and sixties. Leslie like, Nielsen. Like Leslie Nielsen was in Leslie it. You know, before, before he, Leslie Nielsen before he started doing a bunch of comedies. Um, well, no, he had just done like all the naked. He started doing Naked Gun, I think. Because old Leslie Nielsen was he was always like he was never a funny guy. He was always like all these westerns and like these sci-fi movies, but he was never like a funny guy. And then it had Ted Danson, Pre-Cheers, Ed Harris. Um, and all these OG actors from the 50s, like E.G. Marshall and Carrie Nye and Vivica Linfers, like people that, actors that my, actors and actors that like my parents grew up watching and stuff like that. And like, I just love the stories and it's very dark humor and tongue in cheek, like the original Tales from the Crypt comic books are, and like how the show was in the 90s. And then, um, and I think both those movies came out in like 82. Yeah. 82, 83. So I mean, maybe there's something about that. I don't know, but yeah, there's, I, I could go on for a very, very long time, but those are definitely my all, all-time two favorite movies. And, so and, I'm an, and I'm an idiot, and I have, like, all the special editions. Like, <laughs> I have the Screen Factory Blu-ray of the thing. I have the UK Steelbook. I have the Mondo Special Steelbook. And then I ordered the 4K remaster they're putting but out. But do you have the, the Betamax, though? I actually... I was trying to buy it on Laserdisc. They have a Japanese Laserdisc, and it has a totally different cover. And it's fucking tight, but it was, it was too much money. <laughs> if you were a real fan, you. I was a real fan. I'm, I'm still trying to get a poster, because I got an OG Creepshow poster finally, but I don't have an OG thing poster because they're very. 
Let's hear that, everybody. That's so, on his app. I'm going to make a GoFundMe go so people can donate money for me to get this poster. But no, long story short, Creep Show and John Carver's the thing. Well, with all that said, y'all can suck on that. <laughs> suck on that. But That was a passionate ending there. Oh, yeah. Well, we never know how to end these things. So, do you have any ending words, uh, Art, no, Monica, or Greg? Suck on that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. On the count of three. One, two, three. You can suck on that. Suck on that. There you go. Good night, everybody. (laughs) All right, dude. I think that was like the longest episode we've ever done. I think we're like almost, we're pushing three hours. So we'll keep this outro short. Um, If you like this episode and you like our past episodes, uh, make sure you just go to iTunes. Uh, There should be a link associated with this episode somewhere on the bottom. Just click that. Uh, Take you right to the iTunes link. Or just go to iTunes and push search and just look for Art and Jacob Do America. Yeah. And subscribe so that way anytime we drop a new episode, you'll automatically get it. You don't have to rely on me. Um, but anyways, dude, you got any closing statements? No, just if you like the episode, if you like any of our episodes, we would appreciate a like on whatever, however it works. I don't know how it works, but I hear other podcasts say that. So like and subscribe. Let us know what you think. I'm not going to read your commentary, but uh, if you want to drop us commentary, I'm sure Jacob will relay it back to me. Yeah. And then we'll, like, I guess try to work on making the podcast better, but I'm probably not going <laughs> to work at all. We do what we want to do. Yeah, we do whatever the fuck we want to do. So, with that, guys, you can suck on that. Yes. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night.